0: Thank you, thank you gentlemen and gentlemen. coming Merry Christmas everybody It's a brand new Burtcast Christmas special with my buddy Doug Benson uh, You're going to love this one, it's a great podcast Starts off a little slow with Doug getting on his periscope And then he gets high and as soon as he gets high ooh, We start cruising for the last hour and a half It's good, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it have a great Christmas. Love your families. Eat awesome tonight. I'm eating like a pig. Hey, I'm posting a new vlog. It is uh, my Christmas party from last night. A little impromptu party Leanne decided to put together with, uh, just check out my YouTube. All right, go to BertBertBert.com. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Benson. This is All right, grab that mic. To look at it. Oh fuck. But oh, yeah, that's rolling. But um yeah, I'm I don't know, I it is a little aggressive to uh to, uh, to be filming. I yeah, the, the problem I'm having is that I feel like I'm not living a life and I'm filming it. You know?
1: Yeah. That can happen, but, you know, you're not. It's not like. Uh, you know, it's not like these people that take a selfie every 10 seconds or something like that. Oh, it at feels least, like it. it. But at least, you know what I mean? You're doing something and in its own way, it makes it more fun for you.
0: Well, it's like. It's, I think it's the beginning of podcasting. I felt like I was doing. Like, I felt like I was having an an inauthentic conversation. And then all of a sudden it got to a place where I was like, oh, cool. Like, I remember it was Bill Burr was the first one that I did where I did a podcast. And I was like, oh, this is fucking, this is a regular conversation. I don't have to, I feel like I have to turn it on, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, uh, Bill Burr is a great example of somebody that just having a conversation, he spits out the most hilarious... <laughs> things. Yeah. You know, he's just such a funny guy. I was listening to him on uh uh Opie and Jimmy and um have you done that yet? Yeah, a few times. And he uh but when he was when he was on there they were playing some of Trump's speech uh somewhere that he that he gave and they were you know stopping every few sentences and commenting and bill was saying that he hasn't even been paying attention cuz it's too early to even pay attention to who's running for president and that you know he wouldn't vote he's probably not going to vote republican or democrat if it's trump and hillary uh but but he he proceeded to just take down what trump was saying in a way like he's been paying attention for this whole time really like really incisive knows what's up with Trump and knows knows the, how he's just you know not he's uh, it was a press conference so he uh, or an interview yeah. and and it and, it, and it, he just kept pointing out how how great Trump was at avoiding the questions and not really saying anything yeah. and uh it was great and it was just like it just made me realize that, that it, like a guy like that he's not even paying attention and he can just listen to it for a while and really pick up on things that are going on yeah his he's a very uh that's why he's so good with like hecklers and stuff. I think is he just really knows how to like uh, play the situation and yeah. you know, and really tear the person apart in a way that's entertaining and not just not just straight up anger.
0: He's uh, I I mean I I, not, I don't even like saying this, but like I knew him when he then when that none of that was his act at all. Like when when I hung out with him, he was
1: more just like just a guy talking about guy things or. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: He was like Brian Regan. Like it was really crazy, but like he'd be like,
1: "You do embarrassing stuff." Yeah, I'm watching TV. (laughs) You walk into a spider web. What are you gonna do? Ah,
0: spider web. (laughs) I'm watching TV the other day. Guys selling fucking pans. Look at this fucking pan. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Off his wife's head. What the fuck? Buy it. I'll fucking buy it. It's two in the morning. Yeah, he's uh,
1: yeah, I'm sure he's evolved as all comedians do, but uh...
0: he's evolved in probably the most. I remember, and I remember. Uh, and this is all stuff that it's like if I said it, I'm very careful of what I say to people these days because I'm like my memory is fucking jaded, like I'm I like I my memory of things is fucking not what happens sometimes, and so really hardcore.
1: Do you think that is the alcohol?
0: Uh, I'm sure. I think I I really think I because alcohol
1: kind of makes you not remember it at all as opposed to. You know, like yeah. if you get blackout.
0: Well, I think, I think I also, my dad, I have a story, I have a bunch of stories about my dad that I tell. My dad is always says, buddy of an active imagination. That's not how it happened. And I'm, I'm like, dad, 100%. And some of them are like, there's no doubt that these things fucking happen. My sisters, like I remember having a van as a kid. My sister remembers having a van. And my dad's like, I never had a fucking van. So like I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where I'm like I. My sister remembers a van. I remember a van. My mom and dad are like we never owned a van. (laughs) But like, uh, like and I think those things just happen between any. I'll tell you this. I haven't wanted to talk about this, but I got all the footage from Hurt Bert, and so I have this very popular story of fighting a bear. I watched it. I watched me fighting a bear. Not even remotely close to the story I tell. (laughs) I mean, so much so that, that, that I'm like, I like, as I watched it, I went like it, you, you, well, can, you think you changed the story through repetition. I, t- I changed the story because f- I tell it on stage and it needed you laughs. need punchlines. Yeah. And, so, and it's, and it's, it is thematically, it is what happened. Like definitely the bear fucks me, but like, but like you don't see my wife, like there's so much to the story that, that I'm like, that I just go, I can't like, I don't remember it. I don't remember things well like i i used to i when i tell the machine story i used to tell people i could tell you without a doubt what i was wearing when we got pulled off that train i without a doubt i could tell you what i'm wearing someone sent me a picture of it and it's not at all it's i I remember i was like i was like i wore a blue kelty ski shell jeans and tan merrill boots i am in uh slacks and a white button down and I, I mean, I, I vividly have the memory because I remember thinking, "I'll be wearing this outfit." It was one of my in, first thoughts was, "I'll be wearing this outfit if I go to jail for fucking six months. I'll be wearing what I'm wearing now for a very long time." And I, and then I saw a picture, and it's not what I was wearing. And I was like, "Now, granted, I am trying to recall a memory. I do remember having that thought, but I'm trying to remember what I was wearing probably 20 years from then." But I would just, I don't know, like I. And then, so then you couple other people in that, and it's like my recollection is just, it's shit these days. So, like, what I was going to say was,
1: <laughs> I just don't remember things. I don't remember them super wrong. But I, 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 I hear what you're saying, though. There are times when, like, you just think that you're just, you just have a s- certainty about something that uh, either other people remember it differently, or like you're saying. You're just absolutely wrong about it, but you just remember it that way yeah. for some reason.
0: I was always, I was always concerned that I had mis, had misremembered the Tracy Morgan story. Like I was always like, I never wanted to tell it on stage ever because I didn't want to tell a story about Tracy. You right. know, that was my. And then I was like, second of all, if I do tell it, I don't think. And he hears it. I don't think he's going to remember. It. it was one night. It was one night of his life that he partied, and he yeah. was funny. That's it. And so I went to Tony Woods, and I was like, we were at Brew Ha Ha in Cincinnati, and I went to Tony Woods, I was like, I'm going to tell a story. Do You tell me if you remember this story, and will you tell me if my recollection's at all fucking close to it? So I started telling the story, he goes, oh, this is a Tracy Morgan story. <laughs> I go, yeah, he goes, yeah, I was fucking, but his recollection of the story, I'm much more culpable throughout the evening. Like, I'm hammered, my, sh- my shirt's off. Like, in his recollection of the story. Sure. Like, I was going tit for tat with whatever Tracy did. I was trying to match his energy. I'm, that is not how I remember the story at all. And so, one night at DC, Tony Woods came on stage with me, and we told the story together. But he told his version, and I told my version. And, like, dueling, like, it was pretty fucking interesting. But, I don't know. I don't know why I got on this rant.
1: I don't know. Is the show oh, started? Oh. Yeah, the show started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bill Burr, I, it was about are we Bill doing Burr a show and Bobby or Kelly. We're we just
1: sitting in your garage with microphones.
0: <laughs> We're just sitting in my garage with microphones. I've
1: set up my periscope. It says from Burt Kreischer's stupid smelly man cave.
0: Oh, hit it. Yeah. Yours no, yours go away too. You I don't delete save them. my replays. Yeah. Makes it more precious.
1: Yeah, and it also you know it teaches a lesson of the people that jump in just to talk shit, is that it's not going to be, Yeah. Uh, what do you call are it? You go- are you recording your Periscope it's not now? Be safe for- yeah, we're on Periscope. I hey, was just guys. shooting a random shot of your boots or whatever. Oh, nice. I was <laughs> trying to
0: stretch them out. My feet got fat.
1: I'm just waiting for everybody to come in. If you start talking right away, then people just start asking you questions about that you've already said the answer to. Uh,
0: so I, I love, <laughs> like, Joey Diaz smokes a morning joint. I've always retweet his. Here, I'll retweet yours right now. Um, Joey Diaz smokes a morning joint, and he—you can tell—he's like waiting for people to show up. So it's up against a wall. Uh,
1: yeah, you just wait. Like sure. now we're up to three seventy-five. It might not get much higher.
0: Oh, it'll get higher because now I'm inviting my friends.
1: Well, because only a certain number of people get a get a comment.
0: So you think there's people- a cutoff
1: on the comments? So like, I can only get so many before you know, because people don't really want to watch and not have a chance to participate.
0: I just shared on Twitter and on. Yeah, 374? Yeah, now we're up to 403. Here, Four, do a tour of 4, mine. 420. 420! 420. 420. <laughs> <laughs> show them around my That's man cave. a good
1: idea. Oh, show them around? Yeah. Uh, they, they've probably, a lot of these people are probably familiar with Burt Kreischer and his man cave.
0: Periscope's a fascinating thing. I found myself getting in trouble on Periscope and having to delete replays because I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know yeah, what I you just Yeah, you
1: just say stupid shit that, like, why... Like, sometimes if somebody says something to me that I don't like, I'll just I'll just give them a real honest, like, you know, uh, response, and, um, you know, that doesn't... Uh,
0: this is a mat- hardcore multimedia podcast. That's not necessarily... We vlogged.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: all, yeah. Do you ever do it place. sideways?
0: Did you stop it? No, you maybe did. No, I don't I didn't know what's stop happening. No. Why do you have old man type on here? <laughs> are your eyes have that big, bad? I big font. I have big yeah, font. you have big font.
1: Because I, you know, I didn't get the next largest. largest I think
0: it's called Olafont. Is it? <laughs> no, Timothy Olafont. Elephant? <laughs> so, wait, what are you smoking?
1: Uh, this is um, in honor of, uh, oh, no, this isn't. I, I thought I brought the Skywalker, but this is a snow cap. Skywalker is
0: a uh, indica, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you like indicas? That's why
1: I didn't bring, I didn't bring it, because I got stuff to
0: do today. Can you work out after you smoked?
1: Oh, yeah, I love working out after smoking. Really? Yeah. It's super fun. You know, is there something you, is there? just gets my focus on, you know? And I always watch something while I'm working out, like a movie or a TV show or at the very least listen to music or read a magazine like i don't i don't really work out just working out i'm also doing something else
0: yeah i like to uh i heard someone say something stupid on a radio the other day and i literally was like i actually think that's a genius idea and it was that their tv should only work when their their treadmill should power their tv Cause I watch TV and I'm on the treadmill all the fucking time.
1: Yeah, well, you've seen these uh, jokers too now that have like their desk really tall and they have a treadmill that they could stand there and they work at their desk while they're walking on the treadmill. Sitting
0: is the new smoking. That's what they say.
1: Yeah, you're really not supposed to just sit a lot, which is bad for me because I'm always in planes and
0: trains and watching movies and
1: I do a lot of things where you just sit. Do you find? Maybe we should stand for this.
0: I've already I've already framed out my and GoPro. stand in the man cave. <laughs> Give me that back. You know, people want to watch you smoke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people see me smoke plenty, but you, yeah, okay, I'll hand it hand it back to you and take a hit. But yeah, uh, I mean that's why I tune in. But, but
0: the one of the greatest things about Periscope is hot girls doing dabs. Uh,
1: yeah, that's cool. I like hot girls doing dabs. I love watching hot girls doing dabs. I get them, dabs. they send them to me sometimes, like videos and stuff. That's always nice. Do you, you know when they're naked? It's a it's a special treat. Well,
0: you get naked dabs videos.
1: Somebody says they get to see me on the twenty third and the twenty eighth. So you're going to be in L. A. and Sacramento, I guess. Person who just said that. All right, point at me while I take this hit. I almost put my mouth on the microphone. <laughs>
0: That was how. That's how you should end all your periscopes: is blowing smoke into the, into the camera.
1: Well, that's the thing I keep forgetting to do. Is I want to. Maybe I'll do it today. Is I want to start uh, doing a periscope right at four twenty. Pacific oh, you time, you know, every day. Just go on there and just have a hit. Say hi to people. Joey's
0: morning joint is one of the more enjoyable things because he rants.
1: I gotta follow him because I uh I'll have to watch the replay because he doesn't delete his replays.
0: I don't think he deletes his replays. He probably doesn't care. I'm smoking a, a Puerto Rican hamburger. <laughs> I got weed on bottom, hash in the middle, and weed on top. Like he puts <laughs> he goes through like I he goes through a lot of marijuana. Like he goes through a hefty amount.
1: Somebody just said they love watching Joey every morning.
0: Every morning, Joey's morning joint is one of my more enjoyable because it's like he calls everybody
1: cocksuckers and smokes yeah. a joint. And Who's ready goes, to see the devil, cocksuckers? Does he play a song? Because I know on Twitter he likes to say what song he's listening to when he no, gets up he in the morning. No, he doesn't play a song.
0: He should play a song. Might as
1: well, right? As long as we can still get away with it. Yeah. You know, at some point, you know, you might start getting charged for using music on. Are you serious? Anything.
0: I, my entire vlog is using music. What's what I'm saying. As a, I did it. Because, who
1: knows when it, when it's going to reach a tipping point? You know, because I'm sure musical artists and songwriters are already pissed that their stuff. is... Well, what
0: they do with me is they they co-opt my video, and then they because I've used their content, they can they can put ads on it. Right. So, they go, so like, uh, nothing's wrong. You haven't broken any laws, but a third party has claimed content in your video, and they now can have advertising rights to it. And you're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I mean, ideally, it would be better if I could use music that I didn't, that I didn't have to steal off iTunes. But it's, it's you know, one of the coolest things about it is you can make really great videos when you use great songs (laughs) because it gets people to connect with an emotional place. That's why trailers are so fucking good. You hear like a great song in there
1: dude i was just complaining about this the other day the trailer for the new star trek uses uh, beastie boy sabotage from Uh-oh. beginning to end and that song that music is perfect for quick cut action you know like you look at the beastie boys video for sabotage yeah. and it's just them running around with a bunch of dumb fake mustaches on pretending to be cops and it's yeah. an exciting video just because that song is so fucking good and propulsive and then in uh, the new Teenage Min- Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, trailer, they use that song. It's tricky. Uh, uh, I think oh, Run, yeah. Run DMC. They use that through the entire trailer, and it's a, such a catchy song. It's like, well, the movie can't be can't have this song. Probably won't have, <laughs> have, the, have the song in it at all. But it's certainly not going to have you know two hours of that song. Yeah, you know. It's really a great way to, uh, if I were a person making trailers, I'd just try to find a a, oh, a catchy, popular song and cut the whole trailer. I it.
0: used, I used, oh, I want to see how dead my phone is. Oh, fucking 3%. 3%? I, used...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know a phone, mine just, does, kicks, just knocks <laughs> off before 3%. It's like it goes, you're down to 10% and then two seconds later it's off.
0: Um, I used uh, a song, the perfect song. For I'm doing this prank with our friend's car. I put shit on her car, but it's stuff that she doesn't know, like mud flaps and and uh, and like I pinstriped her car, and no one ever recognizes a fucking pinstripe. <laughs> and so, uh, the song I used was. Uh, let's see if I can find it on my YouTube. This
1: is fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, it's like getting Douglass talking at your
1: device. Oh, fuck. Me h- hitting another bowl.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's what I like in podcasts.
1: I'm glad I Ubered today.
0: <laughs>
1: I, uh, I, I Ubered over.
0: the. Uh,
1: I don't like how German sounding the word Uber is, though.
0: Here, let's see. Oh, I'm on lock. Like, tell me if this isn't the perfect song. It's riding Dirty. Oh, now oh, I can't. Oh, you
1: use that under footage of your daughter on a tricycle? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Now that I've played this song, I probably can't fucking advertise on this podcast. Um,
1: Riding dirty means condomless, correct?
0: Oh, I didn't know.
1: I think that's what it means. Are you serious? I
0: think so. Riding dirty? Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought that I thought it just meant like you. That's were... why I
1: made the inappropriate daughter on a tricycle <laughs> joke.
0: No, I did not know that. The piano's off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put oh, some. I'll put some music in piano a piano with
1: an on-off switch.
0: <laughs>
1: what a drag! <laughs> pianos yeah. are always just supposed to be ready. They're just waiting <laughs> to make notes. Oh. They don't get to shut down like C three PO. If I mean, someone came back from heavy.
0: If someone came back from the past and walked into my man cave and hit the piano, they'd be like, oh, my God, is my hearing going?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Someone from the past. I believe in time travel so much.
1: Yeah, maybe. You yeah. know, I mean, we certainly have it whenever we uh, fly anywhere. Have you ever done jury duty? You land
0: at a different time. Have you ever done jury duty? Dude, what? I
1: just, for the fourth or third or fourth time, maybe third time, got through jury duty without having to go in at all. Are you serious? Just by calling, checking in on the phone like once a week, once for, for two weeks. Doug,
0: once a week, once a week because because this
1: one I just did now was federal.
0: Oh, so you only call like so on you only Monday? have to call
1: on Monday to see if they oh. need you Tuesday. Well, so
0: the reason you got out of it is because you're supposed to call five times a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just forgot to call, so I, I, got, call out
0: week, I, got, I out got out of it. I got
1: out of jury duty. <laughs> you guys, well, how'd you do that? I didn't call. <laughs> No, they call at the beginning of the week, and they, say, they said, and I didn't know this was going to happen. The first Monday, they said, call us back next Monday. And I was like, oh, great. I get this whole week without having to go in. Yeah. And then the next week, same thing. But the reason I think that it happens that way, because I've done it with regular jury duty, like state jury duty or whatever it is, or city. It must be state. Uh, when I've gotten called for that before – They always let you have like one or two postponements and they're usually like within a time period. It's usually the calendar year. Yeah. So my recommendation to everybody is postpone to December because no lawyers, nobody wants to start a trial in December because you're going to have that long break. You know, like there's not going to be they're not going to do a trial between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. During the holiday taint. So uh, just push it. Holiday taint. Yeah. Taint. Christmas and it taint New Year's <laughs> ah, it's a it holiday was. taint every year I go on the holiday taint tour where I uh, just go up and down just do shows all in California really uh, every every night of the week between Christmas and New Year's where are you doing shows all the way, way up year? to New year's uh, it starts in San Diego San Diego Irvine Sacramento for two nights and then um, San Francisco
0: for for New Year's when are you doing Irvine
1: Irvine is Monday. The that'd be the twenty eighth. Really? Yeah. What are you? You around? Yeah, I'm around. You want to come down and
0: play? Yeah, I might. Yeah. Do some silliness? Yeah. Um, that would be fun. What's uh? Yeah, I my jury duty was over that. It was the week. It was last week, and I went in, and they were like, "No one ever picks a jury for that week." But the guy, the judge came in and was like, uh. I know everyone says they're never going to pick a jury, but we're going to pick a jury, and it'll, we're going to work up until Christmas Eve. And if it goes past Christmas Eve, we'll take a hiatus or whatever, a break, and we'll go after Christmas Eve. We'll start back that up.
1: Sucks. Can you imagine if that happened?
0: Oh, it. I was. I was. And so then you got out. Well, the guy you didn't get I, picked. The guy that uh, was waiting trial, uh, I think, committed another crime and went and got arrested was like
1: out on bail and did something else
0: did something else and because cops rolled in t- we were all waiting to get s- to go in and cops came in and we like they're like pulling out pictures of him pulling out pictures of his girlfriend i think he did something else i'm not sure i think he got scared i think i think he p- hit the panic button because he we went through one day of trying to pick a jury and like where everyone goes through and says what they do for a living and how many people they live with And I watched this kid was just looking and I was like, I bet he just, he got out of there and he's like, fuck this, I'm fucking, and he probably got hammered and fucking was like. What would you say
1: when it got to you when you were saying Never got to me. Did you say I'm the machine? No. no.
0: What do (laughs) you do for a living? I'm a machine. It never got Um, to me.
1: Never got to you because they just dismissed everybody as soon as something went down with that guy.
0: The next day we all went back and they were going to pick a jury that day and uh, they were like, they were like. Well, well, sorry to keep you waiting. Good news is you're not going to be on jury duty this week. Do you
1: week. coat and tie it when you go in? No. Yeah. See, that was my plan. Is I was going to go crazy, casual, like ridiculously casual.
0: There's a lot of really good plans. One woman went crazy. She just went crazy. She wore a nun's habit. Yeah. Whoa. Wore a nun like, but like a casual nun's habit, like if the nun worked in Guatemala, like like a like a army green nun's habit, and then ha- everyone had canes everyone had canes What's that about? just so that like they look feeble and they can't take care of themselves so don't pick me i'm are you still periscoping
1: i will totally play the uh are you still periscoping? excuse me judge i'm on television uh and i will be a distraction to this trial
0: i've done that i've pulled that card i've been on i've been asked to be on juries a few number of times <laughs> are you still periscoping yeah <laughs> That's been all I, this just, I time. was just
1: curious, like if I just put it face down and just all they could do is hear. Yeah. How many people would stick around? And there's still over 300 people.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, check out my podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, somebody just wrote, "Doug's gonna be mad when the battery dies" because it does. It is a real battery uh, churner.
0: Oh, uh, that and data. I went through well, the roof with my data. Mine's doing pretty
1: good so far. Yeah, really. Uh, Choose up your data.
0: Yeah. The the thing I've the thing. I witnessed about jury duty is and i and i'm i don't i wish i could figure out a bit for this but is the juxtaposition of people representing themselves versus how you represent yourself online like online these all these people would have pictures of them doing great shit but once you go into jury duty you show the sad part of yourself judge i'm i have i i I can't support myself i live with my parents i I can't come in because if i go in i'm gonna my dad's on disability like like, everyone shows, like, their really sad part in there. It was very, like, open. Like, everyone lives with their fucking... Everyone's
1: trying so hard to get excused that they're yeah. just using whatever is going Excuses. on in their life. I've been stabbed. Some I've been might be three times. Do you think some are lying? Because aren't you sort of under oath?
0: You're under oath. Uh, I think some people are... The same way they would accentuate their life to look beautiful on Facebook, they are doing the exact opposite in jury duty. Like, it was really fascinating to me.
1: Well, if I were a hot girl, I'd really, I'd sex it up. Because that's another thing that, like, who would want that in a jury box? Some, like, there was a gorgeous girl in there. There
0: was a lawyer that was smoking With her gams out. Hot. Yeah.
1: I'd throw my legs over the jury box and Not a lot be of attractive a hot lady. People in Maybe jury spread
0: duty. them. I'm, the, I'm, like, probably top 5%. Uh,
1: you know, it's the classic joke. You know, the only people at jury duty are people who are too stupid to get out of jury
0: duty. <laughs> well, I'm in that group. <laughs> But, you know,
1: I mean, that's why some people don't register to vote, is they don't want to ever be called for jury duty.
0: That is, I wish I could unregister to vote, because I don't vote anyway. Oh, Bert. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't vote for, I'll vote for the president, but that's the one that probably matters the least.
1: Well, it's certainly, you know, your your one vote probably won't change things, because uh, it's usually not one by one vote, but. Uh, well,
0: I said that on TV one time uh, during Bush's election yeah. against Gore. And I was like, first of all, I'm a write-in vote from Florida. My vote doesn't fucking count. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then then they were like, the write-in votes from Florida are going to count. I was like, oh, fuck.
1: Oh, this guy's pointing out that it comes from the DMV, the uh, jury duty, that that's how they get your info and contact you.
0: No, can't be. Makes sense. Mm. Because
1: that's also, you got to show your driver's license to vote.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, as I wondered, so I was it's like... It's all the same, I think. A, a lot of the people, there are a lot of Koreans.
1: Voter registration at DMV. And oh, yeah. People keep saying.
0: The Motor Voter Act.
1: <laughs> not in Louisiana. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's Southern California, that makes that sounds legit. But I think I got called for federal duty because I'm registered to vote, not because of uh, having a license in California. I wouldn't
0: mind sitting on a federal trial.
1: I You know, I would find that interesting, but also... I used to have, not often in my life, but there was a f- several-year period where I had the kind of job where if I got jury duty, I'd still get paid my full salary for doing my job. What was this? Even though I'm on jury duty, because that's what you have. That's how it works. If you what, have a f- what job did you have? I, was, I used to write promos for the WB network. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. And I was there, you know, full time. I mean, they let me go do gigs and stuff, but. Uh, um, you know, and like while I was working there one day I just went over to the other lot and auditioned for friends and I got the part and I was like i was like rehearsing my scenes on friends when I was supposed to be in my
0: office writing promos shut up how it you, was pretty I, funny wait, what did you write for? what were the what were the promos for the w b like just you know they did you come up with a frog
1: no no that was that was the thing that I had to live with was that they'd already decided that the frog should be the mascot and that that would uh that would work uh no, I didn't, I had to write things for the frog to say, which is very frustrating because they wouldn't make new animation. They just had certain the, him just moving his mouth, and, and you had to try to <laughs> so write things that would
0: match his... two syllabic.
1: Yeah, you had to match his pre-animated mouth. And also, he's talking, but the gag in the old cartoon that he's from was that he only sang, and he only did it when no one else was around because his owner kept trying to show him off. Remember that cartoon? It's called One Froggy Evening.
0: That's where the frog is from?
1: It's from a cartoon where, I don't like, think anyone
0: remembers he WB. Just,
1: he just put the frog... I know. WB Network is now is now sort of the CW. Really? Yeah, because WB and UPN were both struggling networks, and then they merged and formed CW. So that's a way to know what uh, WB... But WB, of course, some people still have to know it because there's people out there that love... Like, Gilmore Girls is getting a reboot... Uh, but also Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dawson's Creek.
0: They were all WB. Yeah. How did WB, WB fail? They were on some shows. really big shows.
1: But they were big culturally, but not big eyeballs wise. You know, it's kind of like uh, Mad Men or something, where like it seems like everybody's talking about it, and then their rating is like f- four or five million people. Yeah. You know, out of three hundred million. You know, it's like, but it feels like such a big deal because culturally it gets. So much attention.
0: And what did UPN had like the Steve Harvey show or like.
1: Steve Harvey was on WB also. WB had like a bunch of black shows. So that's where I got to uh, spend a lot of time uh, around uh, people who do not like white people. Oh. You know, like when the Wayans brothers or Jamie Foxx or Steve Harvey would come in to do promos and stuff. They yeah. were. they None of them were particularly nice to me. Really? I was just some white guy telling them now we need you to say this. You know,
0: did they, know you, they didn't know you were a comic.
1: Uh, may, one time Ro- Roger Rittenhouse Used to write some stuff uh, Over at the WB And I think uh, Steve Harvey knew him Like he was happy to see him he was like, Really? Yeah And I think even when he, Whenever he didn't like a joke He'd say Raj what could I say Instead You know like He'd call him Raj And he'd ask him Like directly Like what do you think I should say You know here Instead of this this line Like he was pretty nice to him Because he knew he was a comic Yeah So that was a good Question on your part Is that it does help
0: That they know that you're
1: But you know you're also just a you know just some white guy that works at the WB in the promo department. So wait,
0: what did UPN have if they had Jamie Foxx and?
1: No, Jamie Foxx was on WB.
0: No, what what did UPN have? UPN. So had, I remember UPN being the black. They had channel.
1: a night of that stuff. They had the Tyra Banks, uh, America's Next Top Model, was one of their big shows. Um, what did UPN stand for? I mean, UPN's programming wasn't as good as it was. The United Paramount Network, and it was, and it was basically run by Paramount, and the WB was run by Warner Brothers.
0: I went, I went and had a uh, general meeting at the WB. The girl, the women, no, over there... Sister
1: Sister was on WB. Someone just said UPN had Sister Sister. It's confusing because like <laughs> all of these shows were on WB and not. That'd be weird. Uh, Malcolm like, and Eddie? That'd Malcolm be weird, Eddie? like your stuff earlier that you said about remembering things wrong. What if I don't remember re- the right shows that were on the network that I <laughs> worked at? They're like, uh, Steve Harvey I Barbie worked there was for on. a few years. <laughs> they had Unhappily Ever After with uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite as the talking bunny rabbit
0: puppet. That was on WB? That was on WB. Holy so shit. So I got to
1: spend a lot of time uh, on that set because I knew Bobcat and I also worked for the WB.
0: What other jobs did you have? Um... You were someone I thought was always. Like, Since I
1: moved to LA, I did. I have not taken a single job that doesn't in some way uh, connect to the uh, to the entertainment industry. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm asking. What yeah. what jobs? You, what other jobs do you have? Like writing for shows.
1: Um, didn't I wrote for lots of uh, for game shows. I wrote lots of cable stuff. Like I didn't get into the WGA until uh, my writing partner and I Tall Johnny uh, we started selling. Uh, you know, we started pitching and selling scripts to networks, you know, for uh, potentially to be made into pilots. And none of them ever got made, but we got paid to write a bunch of them. And that's when I got, uh, I think that's when I got into the uh, Writers Guild, when that was happening. And my Writers Guild membership has lapsed, because now I haven't written for anything in, in, you know, years. So they just sent me a letter saying, you know, you can be a sub member or something but you can't be a full-blown wga member which is fine you know the only downside is i don't get all the uh every year i used to get all the movies uh for consideration for the wga awards and now i don't get those anymore so that that kind of sucks i'll get a couple for sag probably yeah they're also they always end up being movies i've already seen because i'm not going to wait around until they send me a screener
0: do you saw star wars day of I
1: saw it uh the next morning. I saw it like at eight a m the next morning, like the night before at six o'clock. I just did a Twitter internet blackout like I didn't look at it all night. And yeah. I went to bed early, got up you know was really up and fresh. It's and amazing how that has
0: changed the way you have to live your life is like uh is i have i've been if I see anything Star Wars online, I just swipe it away because my wife I was supposed to go last night. And my wife's like, no, I want to watch it with you. So I've got to wait until she's got oh free time God. to go to the fucking movie. She goes, I want to go with the girls, and I want to go with you. I want to do it as a family. And I was <laughs> like, uh oh, fuck. Do you ever think about? Do you ever think about having a family?
1: Uh, about how I'm not going to.
0: You're not going to. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. But no, and
1: I know it's the single greatest joy a person can have in life is having not. a child. It's not. Well, you know, most people say once they. Even people that like didn't think they would enjoy fatherhood or, or being a parent. Flying first class uh, to Amsterdam. They is pretty say great. they say you know once you have that kid, or maybe not the not the, maybe the greatest thing that happened to you, but the greatest you know, like you just have a responsibility. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's deadbeats out there that like have kids and then walk away, but for the most part, I think once you have a kid, I I think personally my dedication to that kid would be just in, entirely suffocating. I think I'd I'd be shitty at it. You know, I think I'd be too, uh, I mean, just with my friends, I'm like, are you sure you're not going to put a jacket on? You know, like, I that kind of shit all the time. <laughs> like, I'm way too, I care way too much about what other people are up to. Really? Yeah. But also, I just, you know, at, at my age and just also just the idea of, like, you know, I'd have to meet somebody and get married and then, then have kids. And well, the can whole do concept you can, you just can do exhausts that backwards. me.
0: Gets, have kids and then you're yeah. like, fuck it.
1: The whole the whole. None of it appeals to me at this point I, I i feel like there aren't enough people not having kids, so I yeah. might as well be one of them you know
0: what uh like but what there you- should be
1: lots of people that don't have kids. that should be like a population of society
0: yeah, I always look at Jen Kirkman's decision not to have children as a... a not the brave's the weird word, but like a smart one is going is realizing you don't want kids is such a bigger Uh, decision than than half the people that just go it's time to have kids
1: yeah well also lots of people well also it's it's funny to me like it's hard for me to relate whenever I watch anything about a couple that's having a hard time having a kid yeah you know and how sad they are about it and the struggle because I'm just like well you know There's plenty of people that have kids that didn't set out to, that it just happens because they, you know, fuck up and get pregnant. And then, you know, then they go ahead and start a family when they didn't even mean to. Yeah. Or especially at second and third kids are often mistakes, as they like to call them. And uh, I've gotten this far without, you know, if I would got somebody pregnant and they wanted to have the baby and we had the baby I would pr- probably adapt to that and that yeah. would be my thing is having this kid. Yeah. But since I've gotten this far without that happening, it's like why not, you know, why not just ride this wave and just be a guy that that uh, you know, never had kids cuz I I'm not a responsible person. I mean, I get I do a lot of I get a lot of work done, you know, even though I'm a pot smoker and I uh I show up on time to places and stuff, but other than that like I I don't clean my own home. It's just it, it's either a mess or I pay someone else to do it. Those are the only two things it can be. Cuz I'm not going to sit around cleaning my apartment, you know. I clean my hotel room more than I clean my apartment cuz I'm embarrassed <laughs> if I make a mess and the you maids are, are going to come in. You're
0: the perfect like bachelor. Like you're the perfect like I'm not going to spend my time. There was a moment in life where I realized like I was doing something and someone was like, "You know, you're really wasting your time because you could pay someone to do that, and then in that time you could make more money than doing something where you doing... get
1: paid instead of doing something that you just have to get done. Yeah, like, like building that's a how fence. I feel about laundry. Sometimes, sometimes I just drop it off at the laundromat, and it costs a lot. You know, it costs uh, maybe you know because the laundry machines in my building, after all said and done, after you do a couple loads, you probably yeah. spent like five bucks, and it's twenty bucks down at the fluff and fold. Yeah, and you could drop it off and come and swing by and get it on your way home. After a few hours, and like like somebody said to you, you could be doing something, you could be earning money during that time.
0: It was my dad. My, I was doing something, I was doing, I wanted to do our my lawn, mm-hmm. and I wanted to build a fence. And my dad's like, no, you pay someone to do that, buddy. He was like, in that <laughs> time, you could come up with, you you can find ways to make more money in that time.
1: Yeah, but you gotta, you know, sometimes you can't. Or or Sometimes s- in life you can't. You know, like if yeah. you're struggling, if you're not making a good living, you can't just assume that, you know,
0: if you're self-employed, hiring if you're, if you're somebody not self-employed, to do the work for you is going to yeah. be,
1: you know, then then you really got to do go, you got to, <laughs> yeah, make the effort to make more money than than they're than you're going to have to pay them to fix what your problem is.
0: Why don't you? Why? What do you do with your money? Uh you just, not enough. Do you just save it? And just put it in a bank account?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't really get into it. We got into this uh, one other time when I was here in the in the man cave about the website that says what your what, what your worth
0: is. Your net worth. Yeah, yeah. Did we really? They,
1: yeah, we talked about how because they say my net worth is a million dollars, and I and I was and you believe that, and I said, but it's not. I don't have a million dollars. I think it's uh, and not to get redundant. If people listen to that podcast as well, but I think it's. I think I'm worth a million dollars dead. I think if I died in the next uh, this can't
0: be redundant i do not remember having this conversation (laughs) i
1: may not have said that at that time but i'm just saying that i'm worth that amount like my uh not that i own any property or anything but my like estate if you will is worth a million dollars just because there's just so much sales that's going to continue to happen and even spike a little bit because of my passing
0: who gets that so then i'm probably worth a million maybe
1: my maybe my mom i don't know
0: leave it to me okay Thanks. Yeah. Hey can, can how about this? Can I can you Somebody's going
1: to get some money. That's this supposed to go to me cuz I don't have I don't have kids that would automatically get it, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh leave it to my kids. Um the uh this is what you should do is when you die you should be cremated and then and then have your ashes scattered over some marijuana and then have that be a strain cuz they did that with Tupac's uh body. They did? Yeah, the the Outlaws Sprinkled Tupac's ashes in a joint and smoked it.
1: I just so don't care about what's going to happen when I'm after I'm dead, you know.
0: Do you know that doesn't freak you out? What the what are you are you still periscoping? Yeah, fucking <laughs> you might as well get on my <laughs> Wi Fi. <laughs>
1: um, maybe I am.
0: Yeah, hopefully I you are. might
1: have punched in all that stuff the one other time when I was here, so I didn't have yeah. to do it today.
0: Um, I think about what is going to happen when I die all the time. That's why I'm trying to get healthy.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not thrilled with the concept of dying, but I'm also not uh, not terribly afraid of it. Other than my biggest thing is pain. I don't still want to go through pain, you know. So if like if somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, you want to live for another year in pain, or do you want to just go ahead and you know?"
0: Yeah. Oh, really.
1: You just want to eat this cyanide and and end it right now. I'd consider just ending it. Like, it was interesting, um, you know, some suicides are just people that are just like they'd rather not go through chemo and stuff, and they've been told pretty explicitly that's only going to extend their life. It's not going to save their life. But I'd still, with something like chemo, you still would kind of want to hold out hope. Yeah. You know, but when they tell you, you know, you're terminal, this can only only stretch it out by a few months— but again, if you have kids, sure, yeah. stretch it out, be with your family, even if you're in pain, be a trooper. This is a depressing conversation. No, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to go through that. I don't. I don't need to stick around if it's going to be painful.
0: Would you ever smoke DMT? No. How come?
1: I just don't do anything other than smoke weed and really drink. I don't even do shots anymore. Like last night, I turned down shots a couple of times. Over Where were you last night? Comedy store. Yeah. Just hanging out. Um, hanging out with my boys, my death squad boys. I'm doing do- Kill Tony tonight, which I love to do. Oh, I
0: love Kill Tony. That's such a great show. It's so much fun. That really is a fucking blast. I was supposed to... I should call him and tell him I want to do it. I was saying You know where I went the other night? I went to the Ha Ha Cafe, the new Ha Ha Cafe. Have you been there? It's new? Yeah. Yes. You're going to fucking Who love it. Who took it over? No, they just... It's a new location. New room.
1: But... I mean, I've never. I've always just kind of heard vague rumblings of it not being particularly well managed. The no, the no, 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 no.
0: I think the way I think, I think, I believe standups going through a resurgence, and I think that what was happening was what was happening to all clubs at that time is like even the improv. It was all independent shows. Like they, the improv wasn't booking anything. You'd call up, give spots, and they'd be like, "Yeah, uh, you got to call the Comedy Juice people. You got to call the Mo Better Mondays people." They they're booking the club these days. So yeah, because like no
1: they they got into the lazy habit of yeah. like as a club, if we just let somebody, you know, if we just t- give somebody the room, then they'll fill the room. Yeah, and then we'll you know.
0: And so I think that I think that at
1: best share some of the door with them, but we get all yeah. the booze. So that's how
0: they. And I think the old Ha Ha you know, Cafe was based on bringer shows.
1: Right, that and makes sense. That makes sense. So now it's more uh, booked comics. It's and, booked
0: comics. I went over there the other day. It was packed. It, it only holds 180, so it's a good... That's so, a good size. That's a good size for the, me. The, I like you that.
1: Know, it, does, it feels feels busy even if there's only 50 people there. But
0: it's got like a... And I'm, I'm going to... Once again, do not listen to my memory of any events. But it's got like a uh, opium den feeling. Like it's like kind of... It feels like it's sunken. Everyone's like right in your lap. I love it. I, I really love it. I talked to... Uh, I called Joey Diaz and I was like, yeah, I'm over here. And Joey's like, dog, it's the fucking best. So Joey and I were thinking about doing a night there, me and Joey, like a Tuesday night where it'll I'll host and just – because I kind of miss hosting. Right. So I feel like you could you used to be able to do so much – you want to put that in a, in a clamp and point it somewhere? No. You sure?
1: No, I love torturing these people. Like somebody was just writing that this is the most boring periscope.
0: Like, it's called a podcast, they're, asshole.
1: They're like Brian Redband's uh, Periscope is is more interesting, and all he does is drink Starbucks. <laughs> Brian will literally he'll mount the thing in his car, yeah, and and Periscope his drive places, and he'll just read the comments. He'll lean in and read the comments when he's at a stoplight, and then he'll just go back to driving. And it's kind of a cool shot. It looks all right, yeah, but it's just like what really? You got a Periscope that much that you. people are watching you just looking at the road i had a he doesn't even say much you know what i mean like i'd talk to myself a lot if i was running a camera in the car he does that a little bit though he talks to himself
0: i would periscope uh like i'd periscope rides like when i was doing birth conqueror i'd periscope i'd tape it to my hand and periscope doing these like uh dive rides or whatever
1: you know not to discourage people from watching your program but i've watched you know hours and hours of roller coasters on tv you know like if there's a tv show yeah. i'll watch it and then if the uh, if i if there's a clip on the internet pops up like when a new roller coaster opens and having been on a lot of roller coasters i can look at it and go yes that that looks like that could be pretty cool but they just don't come off scary when oh. filmed yeah. like from the pov of a person sitting in the in the oh. ride Unless it's, like, on a big screen, then, then then you could really, you know, you'd be more aware of, like, the, the heights and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like when you when I'm at an amusement park, and there's this amazing roller coaster, and you point your phone, phone at it and take a picture of it. Yeah. It just looks small. It doesn't, it's just hard to, until you're sitting up there yourself, it's hard to know... How fucking high and scary these things are. They just well, don't.
0: There is there. But there's that, but then there's the effect. I don't know if you've ever had it where you watch those Russian kids that are climbing those buildings. You ever seen those? Uh-uh. These Russian kids uh-uh. climb these buildings with and, and hang off these edge of these buildings, and my hands sweat immediately. There's rides where my hands will start sweating, and I don't think you're the kind of person where your hands. My hands are sweating talking about it, but like there are people who watch that stuff whose hands sweat and go, Oh my god, I couldn't do that. Like, my mom was like, oh, my God, I could not do that.
1: Yeah, no, it looks... I mean, that's the thing is I'm saying it looks scary to the naked eye either on TV or, or in person, but it just doesn't capture, you know, like... The feeling. Yeah, because, like, like, you just don't... Your your stomach's not going to drop out just from watching it
0: but yeah. on TV. Well, I think that's you know? that also has to do with how far we've come media-wise. I remember you remember when we were kids... You'd, you'd watch; they'd have a point of POV of a roller coaster, and you'd almost get motion sick. Yeah. You'd be like,
1: "Holy shit!" They still have that. Like one of the movie chains has like a thing at the beginning where it's a like it's a Space Mountain kind of ride that goes by all the snacks and stuff. And, yeah, and you can you know you feel the movement a little. Oh, bit, one of my you know? my
0: favorite. I, we've, I know we've talked about this, but I love the rides that like Spider Man that or Transformers that makes you feel like they've got the big screen in front of it. And I keep saying I want to shoot one of those rides, but it's impossible to show how great that experience is because you're just sitting there. Yeah. Like you're not doing, your body's not doing anything. It's what your perspective, it's all internalized your perspective.
1: But they also they do move around a little bit, so it's like a, a, a mentally it confuses you, like when you're really, when you're moving and when you're not. Yeah, because the cars do actually move around a little bit.
0: I love, uh, yeah. I'm, we're, don't get me on roller coasters. We'll talk about roller coasters. I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you a uh, uh, not a cut, but a, the sizzle of Birth Conqueror. I think you'll, I think you'll get a kick. Out I would of it. love
1: to see the sizzle. All right, I'm gonna let these guys go because it's there's 175 people that are just hanging in there watching this silliness it's just a foot just footage of your couch i don't even have the camera on you oh good i'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it and say goodbye in person goodbye thanks for watching you guys i'll do a periscope where i actually respond to your comments uh maybe later today maybe today i'll be my first 420 uh smoke sesh
0: uh, do it i'll share it with my fans
1: all right cool <laughs> and then i go right in and hit delete replay so that was that.
0: The I remember being with Graham. I remember introducing you and Graham to Periscope. We were in San Francisco. Four percent
1: retention on that. It was a long one.
0: They should that's almost like getting your ratings.
1: It's the retention's always terrible because people come in, they go, Oh, it's just he's just sitting there.
0: Was that is that how, how what define retention though? Means I that of, how many total? how many watched, total I
1: think only four percent watched the whole thing. So out how many total total
0: viewers in? did you have?
1: Well, I don't... Oh, let me look. Because I, I, I know that it was up to 500 at one point, but then it drops. It drops because... No, you had are, probably like
0: 3,000 total people viewers. People
1: were shut out from participating, so it drops. Um, oh, now they're telling me I was at 1% retention now that they tallied all the numbers. 2,001 total people cruise through at some point.
0: See if I can get more followers
1: you were making a I thought you were gonna fart just now that face you were making.
0: I bet I can get more people watching based on
1: one point nine k more viewers it says at the bottom. you know how it says it in two spots how many viewers there are so that confuses me. I don't know the uh what the difference is. I don't know if that means that I've got. I think that means that, if like, 4,000 people came by. 1.9K <laughs> and 2,000.
0: What? This is like doing an episode of getting Doug with high. <laughs> where, where is it like, I listen to the one with you and uh, Pusain.
1: It's more focused. Than, my show's more focused than, than this has been.
0: <laughs> yeah, This has been all over the map. Yeah. Watching Doug Benson get high. Okay. See, I always go sideways. Oh. That way you yeah. can save the video and you can put it on your YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, I just don't uh, I just don't ever save them. I always get rid of them. Because I don't like the th- comments people make.
0: You just disable comments, then. Or that, that's why half the I people are see there. I want the
1: comments because I want to talk to the nice ones. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I do. It's like when I'm bored. Like if I'm eating alone or if I'm uh, at the airport, I'll just turn on Periscope and point it at myself. And sometimes even just walking somewhere. Like, what. What's his name? Josh Wolf does this fun thing where he does. um,
0: Oh, the screen's locked. uh,
1: What's it called? He's got a hashtag for it and everything like. Periscope walk or night walk or something like that. And it's basically just him getting out of the house each night and he just goes for a walk with his I think with his dog, maybe. Really? And he just periscopes the walk and just, you know, kind of talks about what's going on and talks to the fans well
0: the thing i I told you i was i'm getting into vlogging and the thing you notice that very quickly is that people have signature um styles like this guy casey neistat i'll do it for my periscope viewers he always does this every time he goes like like his hand is in the shot Uh and this guy ben brown mr ben brown kind of copies that but he does his different his own thing like he'll like reach out to get his coffee in front of the camera Oh, here you go, guys. This is what you guys subscribed for. Hello from Lutz. How like many the, are watching? 2006.
1: Uh, really? No. I was <laughs> so impressed. 210. Because <laughs> that's a lot of people that don't get to chime in. Because I... Ask them right now what the cutoff number is, because people know because they do it. I've heard heard 250, I've heard 300.
0: Does anyone know what the cutoff number is, 300? Someone said it's 2006. (laughs) Um,
1: You get a lot of smart-alecky answers when you ask a question.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The 250-ish. It changes daily, I think. Uh, Doug, do they want you to come to Vermont.
1: Okay. I I went to Vermont. Vermont one time. I went to Burlington, played a place called, ugh, can't think of
0: it. Wait, what What do you mean, why doesn't he inhale Sounds on like his a show? coffee place. Why doesn't he what? Thinker, why doesn't Doug inhale on his show?
1: They have this thing about they've decided that I do not inhale, which is,
0: uh, it's weird. Are you fucking serious? I'm <laughs> totally serious. That is uh, ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's strange. They just don't. I mean, I know I am not great at smoking, but
0: I've seen people smoke pot and not inhale, and I just go, "That's teach his own." They wanted to have a moment where they where they shared the moment of smoking pot with you, but they didn't want to inhale. This is probably college I am talking about, by the way.
1: Well also, in the case of getting dug if you're forty three
0: and you're not smoke inhaling
1: in the case of getting dug with high, sometimes I let the smoke out of my mouth a little prematurely because we're having a conversation, yeah, and because I've got plenty of pot like i'm not like people are like, oh you're wasting weed when you just like when it just comes out of your mouth right away, and it's just like well, what do you, you know it's my weed." <laughs> <laughs>
0: by the way i hope my boss at travel channel is watching this ross he tunes into all my periscopes he does yeah he watches all my periscopes
1: all right well you're done over there <laughs> i uh you know i really wanted this last summer you know you kind of gave me an open invite to come ride a roller coaster with you somewhere yeah and my schedule was already so booked up do you do you an- anticipate going out and doing more of those next summer
0: yeah let me do yeah you gotta listen to my podcast if you want to hear the answers guys um <laughs> the 45 percent retention so far i just ended wait, it oh
1: okay yeah. Um, yeah we didn't leave it on for how long did i have it on like just sitting on the table you had you yeah point <laughs> it <laughs> down <laughs>
0: put it into the black i would have stayed forever that i love those ones i told you that's what i love about getting dug with high is i love the i love that it doesn't seem perfect that it seems like people are like so wait what's this thing you know like there's no there's no rehearsal to it i think that's the cool thing I love, and that's—it's one of the things that I I dislike about vlogging—is like when when guys do the perfect show, like I want it to be sloppy and long and and a little disjointed. That's what I love about podcasting, is the imperf- the preciousness of the imperfection. You know?
1: Yeah, the humor that comes from it, and just the uh, honesty of it. Yeah, and it's just real. Like we just really got together in your cold, smelly garage. Yeah, And Man, it kid. doesn't
0: smell bad. Smells
1: and, good. Um, you know, I got really high while you watched. Yeah. And had your coffee.
0: People will go because you
1: have to have your coffee every morning.
0: People will go. This was my favorite. You're episode. an addict. Yeah. <laughs> this coffee is. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: when's Jerry Seinfeld going to have you on his cars and coffee thing?
0: Uh, they called and I was like, I was like, uh, I'm not that into cars.
1: Is this another two thousand six?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no way Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> Can you
1: imagine like how much you could just lie so much about stuff oh, yeah. that people just you know, an occasional person will check it check into it. Like we'll do the research and go, No, you weren't yeah. but like I could just sit here and go, I gotta tell you, my twelfth Letterman appearance was probably my favorite one of all the ones I did. And no one's gonna go, You were never on Letterman? you know yeah. they're just gonna oh yeah that seems like something he might have done
0: I was I said to <laughs> I said to Rogan one time we were talking and I said I go uh, of course we were talking that's how we were communicating I said I said it's how either do you that know or that or Morse code with uh, <laughs> Rogan I said how do you know this is like what this is the way my brain works also is that I'd say something like this which is weird I go how do you know that I was written up in Rolling Stone magazine did you ever read the article and he was like no I said but did you just take my word for it and he was like "Yeah." And I was like, I could have just made that up. Like, I really could have just made it up, and no one would have ever – no one's going to check it.
1: I was in nine eleven, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was in the country. Yeah, was, <laughs> I was in California, and I was like, damn, this is – it upset me.
0: Yeah. But, like, I – and then I, I got – it got to a point where I started going, like, what – so, like, I read the article on my podcast. I read it out loud, which I'm a bad out loud reader. But I read it because I was like I, – I bet there's a lot of people that don't even know – like, don't even – like, th- you could just make up a past.
1: You should get. I mean, maybe Rogan, or but just the most famous person you know, or the person to be the most fun, like maybe Joey Diaz, and have them read it. Have them read the article, like so it's really their voice, but they're telling, they're reading your story yeah. and Rolling stuff. Well, I
0: already read it. I already put it on my podcast.
1: I'm telling you, <laughs> really, people that didn't bother to listen to you saying it. <laughs> We'll hear... You know what I mean? You could even just label it Joe Rogan. You know, <laughs> reads Joe Rogan reads. The- yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan has something he wants you to hear or whatever. And uh, get a lot of hits. Like, that's one thing about uh, podcasting is... Uh, and all this all this kind of internet stuff is... Uh, it really... We really do get a leg up that we know people that get a lot of attention and have a lot of fans. Yeah. You know, it can really... It's really not and it works it trickles down it works there's people below you and me that we that we help out in little ways here and there
0: uh to get more attention and more. well your podcasts are big, they're all right no, you, you know they' they plateau the biggest... though
1: numbers wise like they don't keep growing, they just sort of uh, stick at a certain number because um when I got in I was lucky that I was already had something of a name like I feel bad for anybody that starts a podcast and nobody's ever heard of them at all you yeah. know because that's how you get the initial attention and hopefully keep it but I find that people's lives change and so they they leave you know they stop listening to podcasts cuz they no longer have a commute or their kids you know are uh you know um they, the the job they have, they're not sitting in one spot for a long time, you know. Like just the, their their lives change in ways that they can't, uh, you know, listen oh, to podcasts. I don't know. Uh, about and that. at the same time, people are starting to find them. People are, but pe- also like the latest version of iTunes makes it harder. They decided to make it harder to find podcasts. Like really? it has less of its own section. You have to like scroll a little bit to to find podcasts and then click on it. And I think that. That sort of reflects that it's still very much a niche thing. Like I bet you, only ten percent of the people in this country
0: listen to a podcast with any any regularity. Well, but that's well, still a that, lot of let's people. Put that, let's put that. to that's the test. That's still thirty million people. Let's put that to the test. If you t- click and tell, re- reply. I'm fucking. Do you use the vote thing on Twitter? I I've love done it. it. Yeah, I've done I it. I love it. I it's love great. it for
1: it, stupid and consequential votes, but I yeah. also love it when I really want an answer to an either or, or a four four options
0: I said to Josh Wolf I put out there I said how many people know who Josh Wolf is cuz we were saying to each other I bet I bet a, I said I bet 100% of my fans know who you are and he was like oh not even close I said bullshit and he goes cuz he said to me he goes when you come on my podcast you can tell any story cuz I don't think my fans know who you are and I went oh I'm sure they do and he was like I don't think they do so I said no I think I think Everyone that knows comedy knows all of us, and he was like, "No." So I put it on my thing. Only fifty percent of the people that follow me on Twitter knew who Josh Wolf was.
1: That makes sense, and I mean, Josh has been on my podcasts and stuff, and I bet you it, it would shake out similarly because people—I
0: bet a hundred percent of your my fans person, know who you are.
1: Everybody likes some comedy and some comedians, yeah. But then there's, but not everybody's comedy comedy fans. Where they just like. I just like comedy, and I I'll, I like know dozens of comedians. Usually everybody – like, like don't you get a lot of tweets from people saying – I mean, they may be saying it just just because they're tweeting to you, but don't you get a lot of you're my favorite or you're my top five or yeah, you're Yeah, but I think they
0: just say that to anyone.
1: I, it kind of feels that way, but I also think that that's because they really don't – your average person, I don't think – like, also it'd be interesting to wonder – to find out on Twitter, like, if somebody could crunch the numbers and say – You know, uh, what that typical number of comedians uh, uh, your average person follows? You know what I mean? Like, do you think your average person, like, it just tops out at like maybe follows four comics, or do you think they're all just their following list, which is often quite huge? People follow a lot of people. Yeah. But they, you know, or is it just massively like every comedic voice they can find? Because it seems like one of the main, either people want to, be in their zone like they want to read about sports they want to read about politics or they want to, you know what i mean they've got a thing that they like they want to read about yeah or they're going there for uh humor
0: so funny seem i seem to I be figure... like
1: and humor seems to be like like in a pie chart a usa today pie chart yeah i bet you what do you use twitter for humor would be like 55 or 60 percent and then so percent sports 10 percent although sports is pretty huge on twitter
0: oh yeah i want yeah I think I always assume if they're following me, they're following you, Joey, Ari, like like Stanhope. Like I think all you the- have
1: a lot of your own fans that just don't. You've got too many outlets where we're not there all the time, and when we are there, it's just for one appearance here and there. That's interesting.
0: I always look at it like I. It's as you said that I was like that's so funny. If they're using me for their humor, they're not. They should un click unfollow me on Twitter because I'm, I'm often not well, putting anything funny out there. A
1: lot of us tweet things that aren't funny a lot of the time, but I'm just saying that, like... It's amazing when you tweet do, something if, funny
0: if, and how big of a response it gets when you're like, sure it's actually a good have one. a good
1: one, yeah. Or also just, yeah, I just, you know, I'll get an occasional tweet from somebody saying, hey, could you, you know, why aren't you telling jokes more often on here? And then I'll write back something like, well, because, you know, I, there's other things I want to do with it and I, you know, and I, I do try to be... Funny, whatever I'm tweeting about, yeah. but I don't. I don't. I'm not making trying to write knee slappers all the time. I'm trying to get people to come laugh at me in person, you know. Uh, but they'll, when they, you know, when they write that, I'll always just write back, you know. Try to be honest with them, you know. Like, yeah, uh, sorry. I mean, my. My bio, which I think everyone should read your bio first, but they seem to like just skip right over it when they follow
0: people. I know your bio. If you can't stand, stand the, the tweet, tweet, get out of the kitchen.
1: Get out of the kitchen. It's just that simple. Like, I don't need to hear about it. Just walk out the door. <laughs> I to hear just about fucking it Irish goodbye my ass just <laughs> get out of just leave my you know? yeah these people that just leave this bomb of like your Twitter sucks I'm I'm not I'm leaving it yeah, just it's leave just like fuck you man Come
0: I, on. I hate when you get I get Which I
1: get a lot less of these days I think people are you know in general like not behaving that way as much anymore yeah
0: there was a guy on Instagram that sent it I put, I put a picture of uh, of it was like me Joe DeRosa Louie and uh Matt Fultron and I'm in a I'm in that those assless chaps and Louis Katz? Louis Katz, yeah Louis yeah Louis C.K. and so Louis Armstrong yeah and <laughs> you know, Louis uh
1: Louis Louis
0: Louis Louis and Louis looks uh uh my fucking brain is not working I hate that
1: song, the Louis, Louis, the song that Louis C.K. uses over the opening credits. It's like so perfect that his name is Louis, and the show's called Louis, and there's this famous song yeah. where they say Louis over and over again, but I don't like that song. What's, and it's even kind of sad, the way he's walking through the streets of New York and goes in and gets a pizza. It's almost like you know, he doesn't have earbuds in, he can't listen to what he wants to listen to, so he just has to hear this stupid song with his own name in it over and over again. Yeah. But uh sometimes the show I think has a shorter version of it or they just skip it and they just do the credits over the you know a uh, stand up scene or whatever. I-, I like that better.
0: I love that there's apparently there's one scene where a, a black guy or some uh, someone like sees the camera, Louis trying to do a, a a shot and sees the camera and waves at the camera and he left it in, but everyone tells me he left it in. Everyone goes, "You know in that opening sequence there's one <laughs> shot that he left in." And I'm like I, it's in a weird way it's like the thing i hear over and over again it's like when when i don't Schumer think i've goes, ever even seen that The gun oh yeah. waving oh I, I love when people go like i love when people find something small like one of my buddies called up and they're like uh he's like dude apparently like amy Schumer's the coolest girl ever and i was like okay i'm in my head i'm like where did you form this opinion because i know you didn't hang out with her he's like no she just gets up at a bar and plays the drums how fucking cool is that and i'm like I don't know if that qualifies for me. You and I have both spent some serious time with Amy Schumer. Yes. And
1: that to me is the most I've had. I have plenty of friends that are hugely famous and plenty of friends that we've our careers have been moving in different kinds of trajectories. Yeah. But she. It's just phenomenal how huge she is now. Oh, yeah. She is a big fucking deal in comedy big for women big for comedy in general you know like a huge deal yeah fucking lunatic went and shot up a theater where her movie was playing like like she is like she is like officially like the press goes to her as a reference and uh and someone to ask about everything now like you've she had is, a lot of friends she is
0: huge you've had a lot of friends blow up that blow up but here's the question do you who was your first friend that became mega fucking famous? That you were like, like, well, we, we used to hang out and talk on the phone, and I never had a f- I never had a problem saying, hey, would you come over and do my show, or would you come do my podcast? And now it feels like, uh, fuck, I feel uncomfortable calling them.
1: I can't call them. Uh, there's people that if that's happened to me that I I don't even have their phone number. I don't even have access to them. Like who? <laughs> like uh, Adam Sandler.
0: You were friends with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah.
1: Me and Sandler and Apatow used to just hang out, and there were other guys too. But like the three of us used to hang out a lot because they were roommates, and I lived a block away in in North Hollywood. Really? And so I'd come over all the time. They had this stupid little gym in their building, and uh, we'd go in there, and uh, you know I'd lift weights with Adam, and we'd we'd either order pizza or walk to a nearest pizzeria and eat pizza. We were eating pizza all the time. Really? They kept their air conditioning. I was you know I was struggling. And Adam was already doing well. He had already done remote control, and he was starting to, uh, you know, get, like, acting jobs. He had done Shakes the Clown. Was Had he
0: done SNL yet?
1: No, that's what he's He's about to get SNL. Yeah. Then he got SNL, and while he was on SNL for the first, for a while, every time I was in New York, we'd hang out. He'd even, sometimes he'd, like, he'd come just watch me do a set in a club, and, uh, you know, things were cool, and then, because he just started becoming really super famous and i basically just continued being like a road comic and doing different things you know we just sort of like like you do with any of your comedian friends sometimes a comedian friend you can be like holy shit i haven't seen you for 3 years yeah or whatever you know but uh you know it felt like i was seeing him all the time cuz he was you know then he started making the the big hit movies and everything and uh yeah and he just um if i run into him somewhere he says hi but it's not it's not a long enough conversation for me to even say give me your email or your phone number. And I don't want to ask for it from somebody else that's still tight with him because yeah. I just feel like it's just weird. And but I but I do I'd like to have a real conversation with him sometime just to feel just to feel out like did I do something wrong or you know cuz part of it is that he, you know he has done a lot of movies and stuff and I spend a lot of time running my yap about movies so like did I, did I say something insulting about a movie that he made or one of his friends made? Because he's really, like, the people he's friends with, he's really tight with them. Yeah. So that's why I think when he does see me, he's he's friendly because we were tight. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he doesn't want to be, you know, and now that he has kids, maybe I'm a bad influence, you know, like, who needs this Because, pu- like, all of his company became less of a sitting around doing drugs gang once he, uh, I've heard, once he got married and, you know, has his own production company and kids and everything. Oh, really? Like, it's less of a... Like, I bet you he doesn't smoke weed at all. Ah, I don't know. Or maybe just on special occasions. But I still see Judd a lot, and, you know, and interact with him and stuff. That's always
0: bizarre to me that Judd is is, seems to be so approachable. Like... He's very approachable.
1: And very, you know... Very outgoing on Twitter and like very uh, opinionated. Like I like a lot of his politics. I like a lot of the things that he pushes and does. Like like he he went after Bill Cosby harder than anybody really? in, in the world of comedy. Harder but, than Hannibal. No Hannibal started <laughs> it, but Hannibal doesn't tweet about it every day like Judd does. Like does Hannibal he really? started it and walked away. He lit the fuse and ran. Yeah. And uh, Judd is just there sitting on top of the powder keg because he every time there's a new woman that comes forward, he tweets about it. and... What was Judd stand up? Like? And he does lots of stuff about it in his stand up. He does like a huge. Cost- he does.
0: Show. He's apparently like I I don't I haven't gone to the improv in forever only because I've been gone for a year. But like he's doing stand up all the time. Yeah, he's doing it a lot.
1: He does shows at Largo, like but Judd Apatow and Friends, and I I just haven't been able to work out a date for one of those. And then he. Uh, he also just like I saw him at a comedy festival in in Traverse City, Michigan last last
0: winter. Oh, I'm doing that this year, I think. You are? Uh I don't know if it's yeah, I'm there's like the I don't know when the dates are yet.
1: They haven't like locked down a date Maybe it's not think.
0: Traverse City. I'm, maybe. maybe no Grand Rapids. Oh yeah. I'm going to Grand Rapids. I don't know what that Traverse is. Traverse City's great. I've been there. I love Traverse City. Um so wait, so Adam was the first guy that that happened to? That
1: uh, yeah, and I mean others maybe. I, he's the one that I was certainly like the closest with, and then strangely, but like that's the thing I that's sort of uh, remarkable to me about Amy is when I when I reach out to her, and one or two times when I ran into her since all this stuff's been happening, she's super sweet and friendly, and seems seems like everything's cool. Yeah, but like I don't feel like I'd ever hear from her if I never reached out to her. You know, if yeah. I didn't tweet to her or say hi to her first, I feel like, you know, she's just she's just a rocket that's, you know, that's taken off and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not in the trajectory.
0: I've party with her a couple times. But you never know. You never know. You
1: might get the call. She might be like, oh, you know, Bert's right for this movie I'm doing to play uh, a guy that busts in with his shirt off and uh, throws up on somebody.
0: I, uh, I, I consign to the fact that that will never happen in my career. No one's ever gonna go. I'm not the guy that you think. Like, you know, what Bert would be great for this role. Like, I think, I think in order Why to be not? that guy, It
1: depends on who's in charge. If I made a movie, I could think of you for a role.
0: Oh, thanks. But I, I think people a lot of times, because I've been in that situation where you like, where you're doing a pilot or whatever, and they're like, "Who do you think could play this?" And a lot of times, I think comedians, or maybe Amy's at a different place. I don't know. I never look at it like like that for Amy. I don't. I don't. I don't expect that. I don't talk to her as much as i used to but i don't know i think everything's
1: i was friendlier with spade before he became famous like he and i really spent, spent more time together uh, like in the early days of uh you know his stuff with farley and um snl and stuff like he's somebody i would hang out with and and i i think they just i i personally feel like they both just sort of lost interest in being around me because i just i make too many you know jokes and comments at the expense of other people like that was Spades' comedians, and I think they're just well that was that was the thing though is he, they're sensitive to it because they've they've been on both sides of it, you know, like yeah. they both like Adam was just on Howard Stern, and it was a delight to listen to because it was a a long uh interview, and you know one of the things they discussed was how like you know when stuttering John would show up at one of Adam's premieres and ask him stupid questions and 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 you know and then they'd play it on the show and make fun of him like. Adam was like a super fan of Howard Stern, and that always really hurt him. And he, but he never. So that's why all these years went by, and he never went on Stern because he like loves the show, but also feels like feels shitty about how they've made fun
0: of him. Really?
1: Yeah. And so they sort of. It wasn't really a clearing of the air. Cause Is this recent? Howard was just like, "Well, that's what we do. We just bust people's balls." You know, like yeah, yeah it just happened like last week.
0: Oh, like, I'll to promote to his that. Netflix movie, ridiculous Hate six, Blade? ridiculous yeah. six, yeah.
1: yeah. So that um, got
0: slammed in the press.
1: Well, that's the thing is like, you know, I I've got Netflix and I'm reticent to watch it because then if anybody asks me what I think of it and I give an honest opinion, especially on my own stupid movie podcast, (laughs) then it's like I I don't I don't want to sit around and bag Adam and his work. I've I've never met in my life practically a person who's more. Just instantly charismatic and likable, like in person. Thank you. Like I had enough. Er, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had enough <laughs> meals with him, uh, where I would see every waiter or waitress, or you know, I just saw him around enough strangers that everyone just instantly loves him and wants wants to be a really? part of his his world. And it's never quite, even though his movies are huge and people do love him, it's never translated in the way that I. I thought it would, where, like, the press would love him, too. Like, the critics would love him, too. Like, I think everybody should love him.
0: That's interesting. I would like to see him. That would be a, an interesting show to see him order a pizza. Like, just see see that natural star power or whatever well, just the that's thing. The,
1: that's the silliness that, like, that sometimes people get aggravated by in his movies and sketches and stuff. He really kind of acts that way in real life. Plus, he's also genuinely shy. You Is know, really? And, like, when you see him on talk shows, he's always got something prepared. Like, whenever he goes uh, to accept an award, he, like, reads it off a piece of paper, but he writes some jokes. Yeah. You know, the guy really, really, now he's going back to doing stand-up, I he mentioned on, on Stern. Really? That he goes out and, you know, does stand-up in the clubs with, uh, you know, with Judd. Judd's dragging him into it a little bit. Like, Judd wants him to be on some you know, a uh, big benefit that they're going to do.
0: Really? Yeah. I saw him do stand-up one night. It was funny. You could see him tinkering with an idea, but he hadn't done it in so long. You could see that he didn't know where to take it. And it was like uh, the idea of, I, I forget the idea, but it's was, it was about cuddling with his wife versus cuddling with his bulldog. And he was like, I just, just. Yeah, well,
1: he's got to get up and, you know, be really from scratch if he hasn't done it at all for a few years. Oh, yeah. So it's it's going to be tricky for a while. Like he says, he said to Stern that like he the sets don't necessarily go great. But then I they also think he's going to be harder on himself than he should. You know, I'm sure the crowd is so excited no, he's not, to see what him. What
0: he did when I saw him, this was a long time ago that I saw him. But what he was was doing the same thing Rock does is that he just doesn't. He doesn't. He could go up and be like, hey, you know, and everyone would lose their fucking mind, or he, or he was trying to write a joke and he wasn't going to the the noise. Or the the voice that sells the joke, right? He's right. going to write the joke first and then add the voice later. But
1: he's still like he's just got a funny personality because he's got the you know it's almost like people used to make fun of uh, you know Leno's got the you yeah. know the two the two things yeah. and Adam sort of has like a few go tos like the suddenly shouting and the and the like s- silly voice you know he's got a few silly voices that he goes into and stuff and like, certainly on SNL he had a bunch of. Weird characters that that's fucking
0: crazy. Adam Sandler, Judd Apatow, David Spade, Zach Galifianakis, Amy Schumer. Those are like just five friends of yours that I could think off the top of my head that are the most famous people in comedy.
1: Uh, they're up there, yeah. Uh, you know, Sarah Silverman was one where that was that was the most so gradual that we're still almost the same kind of friends we've always been, except for you know, like we'd. There were times where we hung out a lot because we were, you know, both not in relationships. But yeah. she's she's in a pretty serious one now. With uh, we talked about this before we went Damn on the it. air today. Uh, Wish I had known that guy with was Michael an actor. Sheen. Yeah, I was. He, he's he, a great he, actor. I
0: actually he's really good. I actually thought it's sad that I find out that he's a really famous actor now because it actually made me like I we were hanging out with the, him and her at the goddamn comedy jam.
1: But you got to see how
0: approachable and nice he is. I I was like how cool Sarah's dating like an accountant (laughs) and I was like I was like that's why I fucking like her is that she was like isn't he cute and I was like yeah he's a a really nice guy she goes I met him I'm not gonna tell her her business or on air but like she said how they met and I was like oh that's cool and then I was like a little creepy but cool (laughs) and but had I known he was a famous actor I would have definitely been like that's amazing But yeah, yeah, he
1: played you know uh, what's his name? David Frost was a pretty charismatic character. He, he's played Tony Blair. God damn it, he's I like did the, not he, see him. He's as... like the evil. He's like the head vampire in the I, Twilight movies.
0: Doug, I just realized I did a vlog that night, and I could have had one of the most famous actors <laughs> working in my vlog. And I was like, who was Sil- Sarah Silverman's boyfriend in this? Because <laughs> she just used to date like. I remember hearing stories that she date like regular fucking she guys. She likes fat guys. Yeah. She used to like
1: fat guys. And th- I was and, like uh, <laughs> But yeah. Oh but that she's... makes it
0: so uncomfortable now to realize I'm walking around like paparazzi in the green room with a camera.
1: Um you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him again. He comes he 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 loves doing Doug Love's movies. He's like one of my oh, best damn it guests currently because he's so happy to be there. He lives here? Yeah, but you know, he's also international movie star, so he has to go shoot things in different places. But I think he's got a kid. I think he's got a kid and
0: lives here with the kid. Yeah, he was
1: or shares custody with the kid or something.
0: Yeah, that's that fucking guy.
1: Yeah, he's really good. And and just just super nice though and loves loves playing the movie trivia on Doug Loves Movies and the Let's fans the fans everything. love him. Like they
0: they're he's one of their favorites now. Oh, fuck, man.
1: Maybe I'll I've get, seen maybe I'll get of, you on with him.
0: I've seen, yeah, please, and I'll be like, oh, Sarah Silverman's boyfriend's here. Well, Sarah, man, Sarah's really taking care of you.
1: You know, did you ever see a movie The Damned United? It's about uh, you know British football, yeah. and he's one of the like he plays one of the real life. Uh, the guy's been in owners. forty
0: fucking movies. Yeah, yeah, he's he works. He was in Tron.
1: Tron Legacy. Yeah,
0: he's been in all the fucking Twilights. Who is he in Twilight?
1: The head vampire. His name's Arrow.
0: Fucking the head vampire from Twilight was sitting next to me and I didn't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a lot of fucking movies. He was in Kill the Messenger?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's. Um, you know, he's the one that meets up with him a couple of times in
0: the movie. Hold on. And timeline. Won't
1: come forward.
0: He was in fucking Timeline? That's one of my favorite movies. God damn it, man. I'm such a fucking idiot. I'm glad I almost asked him what he did for a living. So I was like, I felt like no one's talking to the guy. I should talk to him. Sarah was off doing her thing.
1: What do you do for a living?
0: I almost said it. I'm oh glad I didn't. I'm an actor. I would have been like, oh, cool.
1: Yeah, good for you. You want Sarah to throw you a little part in her movies?
0: Oh, man, that's so fucking crazy. And my piano, my uh, my daughter's piano teacher was there, and I was like, Sarah, do you mind taking a picture with her? Sarah's like, no, not at all. I'm sitting, and, and I want to say he took the fucking picture. God, what a regular fucking guy. I See, I wish I was like that. Like, if I was that famous and if I had worked that much, I would definitely wear it on my fucking sleeve.
1: Well, you know who else is super nice from uh, the same sort of same category is uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are both... They, Super sweet guys.
0: They seem very regular. Very nice. I always thought that about Ricky Gervais, and everyone says the opposite.
1: I keep hearing stuff that he's not a not a good dude, but then some people that I know just love him. But I've never love come him. across him. Oh, Louis C.K. is a. We've already mentioned him. Is a perfect example of like he won't even like. I've still got his number, and I hear you know every once in a while I'll hear from him, but it's real rare. And if I text him, he, he doesn't text me back. He thanked you on one of his specials. Yeah, that was that was probably the, the – prior to that special was probably one of the last longer interactions we've had. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would like nothing more than to say one line or walk by in the background or wave at the camera on that show. I love his show so much. Yeah. And, and I'm such a fan of him and always enjoy being around him. I was recently going through some of my old stuff, and I found a napkin uh, that I saved, but it was like he and I did a gig together somewhere – I, like, open for him or something. And this was a few years ago. And uh, the next night I came in or something, and somebody went, Louie left this note for you. And it was just written on a napkin. And he wrote on it, I, I hope you really, 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 wrote really 20 times. Die of AIDS. Love, Louis." <laughs> and that's
0: always been, like, his sense of humor what what's he's an interesting guy i worked with him one time right after i'd had georgia and it was right when he was turning the corner in his in his voice i think where he talking
1: was, more about the f- family yeah daughters. But, but
0: but in this way that and i watched it unpolished like it was like my daughter's a cunt or not i don't know if he was that aggressive you no know, i
1: think he said something yeah he does the thing about you know when little kids are yeah unreasonable and it was like i just had a kid
0: and i was sitting back watching him and i was like wow that guy's i was like i I remember thinking i remember there was a the sheriff of palm beach county didn't like the show and walked out and was complaining at the bar and i remember his wife saying to me you were funnier than the guy on stage and i remember thinking that is not a good sign (laughs) because i I thought that means i'm doing something wrong if because i was watching louis and i was like where he's going with this in my head was like this is going to be fucking genius and and i you can you can see when a comic i I said the same thing about bill burr back a long time ago when he kind of changed directions and started talking about i remember the one big chunk he was uh, was about is very anti-women anti-women's rights hey fucking you want the same wages then when the building catches on fire we go out at the fucking same time you know and it's women and children first fuck that like and i remember pulling bill aside and saying bill this is fucking like where you're going this is really fucking good it wasn't figured out yet but i remember just being like oh i wish i had thought of that like that in that respect and when the co- the sheriff said that to me i was like oh i got to change my material if they like my shit i want to be doing what Lou is doing and uh but i remember when he changed things and i was like we hung out all weekend we ended up taking a car to the airport together not hang out. By the way, not not really yeah, hang out. Yeah, but he's but... very
1: when you're one-on-one with him in a kind of a boring situation or whatever, especially prior to like now people can kind of stare at their devices more and you don't you don't really have to interact as much if you're like having a car ride together or whatever. But I used to like share cabs with him to get from gig to gig in yeah. New York and stuff and like just a super fun, interesting guy to be around. Like but also very driven, like often like there's just a lot of comics, and that's why I get a thank you in his special or whatever. There's just a lot of comics that I used to be like the guy. I used to be a comic that would sit around and let them kind of work on their shit with me. Yeah, and I'd never been that way with any. I don't really run my stuff by anybody ever. I've yeah. just never approached it that way, really. Um, but you know, when you're with somebody who's an entertaining person to be around, and they just you know they just really want to talk about their act a lot. I just go along with it and and in a lot of cases, try to help you know, yeah, you know, and uh that was certainly the case with him and with uh with Sarah and uh here, I'll show
0: you the picture of me and of that uh everyone is commenting on on Instagram, but we got up to do the goddamn comedy jam, Sarah left early. I, probably because her boyfriend's so goddamn famous he didn't want to hang out. <laughs> I, fucking... I don't think
1: people bug him too much in public. I mean, his, she's just very... much more like, that's Sarah Silverman, like when she walks into a room. You know, like, that's, that's different. You this know? is the picture we took. Because he looks different in every movie he's in.
0: And you can totally see Louis is not. He's like, all right, start the call. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's the same face Louie's making. He's in Super Jaime for a second. Yeah. There's a scene where, like, I'm, like, smoking and he's, like, in the green room at Cobb's because, you know, he was performing there, too, that night or something. And uh, we cut him out. Like, he doesn't – I don't think he says anything, but, like, you just see him, like, kind of with a disapproving look. Because yeah. he's always been, like, on the fence about – like, he likes to get high sometimes. And he, he recently – he and Howard Stern talked about me briefly because uh, Howard asked him if he'd ever do, like, Getting dug with High – and and uh, Howard
0: Stern asked him if he'd ever do Getting Doug with High.
1: Yeah, Howard's seen Getting Doug with High and thinks it's funny that we sit around and get high together. He does, you know. Howard would never want to do it, of course. Yeah. And uh, but he asked Louis, like, would you do something like that? And Louis's like, no, I don't. I don't smoke like that. He said, but he was nice. He said Doug Mads is a very funny comedian. You know, like he. That's so funny. He that complimented me.
0: I'm not. By the way, I'm not making a statement to Louis. But this is just how different of men we are. Say I'm on Stern. Say I'm say let's just say I do my special and I blow the fuck up and someone and Stern says I love getting Doug with high. I I don't have the I wouldn't be like, Yeah, he's a very funny comedian. I don't maybe maybe that's what happens when you get really famous. I'd be like, Doug's my friend. Like <laughs> we threw donuts at each other. No, that's like, the
1: thing is he goes, Would you go on this show uh, getting du uh, getting dug with and then Louie interrupted and said, Doug Benson? Yeah, he's a very funny comedian. Like, he was just very, you know, he was like that. But, like, he... Yeah, but, I would, but I would I, pour he out. will return my text. I'll text him right now. We'll see if he writes back to me. Hanging out with Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm hanging out with the guy, the shirtless guy from the other night.
0: No, he, I saw him when we got up on stage. I was like, what's up, Lou? He's like, hey, how you doing? Like, we... I think we know each other enough What should to, I say to him? Um,
1: At this point, his number might be changed, but...
0: Uh... say... Hey, Louie.
1: He wanted me to be the warm-up comic or at least try the first week and then s- s- see if I could stick with it, see if I wanted to keep doing it. When he had that HBO show that they did in front of an audience, the sitcom. Oh, really? Yeah, lucky Louie. Yeah. He wanted me to do the uh the warm-up and uh I'd never really done much warm-up, so I wasn't like totally jazzed on the idea, but I also like I knew it was Louie and that I love Louie. Yeah. So I wanted to do it, but it was like uh you know, I already had some gig the the first or second week and then once they were you know, they wanted to get one person and try to use them the whole the whole yeah. time, you know. Um so then and then the show
0: didn't last very long and then that was that was that. But I don't know, I have text anxiety when it comes to famous people.
1: The last time I tried to get him to respond to a text was in twenty eleven. August of twenty eleven. I was in
0: New York and Twen- I said, Come be on my show. Twenty eleven. That's a long time ago.
1: That's four or five years, yes. Four years.
0: Um Hey reply and go. Hey, never heard about back about the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still gonna, trying to solid up the line. I'm lineup. just gonna try to play to his what might make him giggle or I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna send him the word AIDS. All in caps. Um see if he responds. I uh, he might write back who is Because that's people sometimes they lose all their
0: context. The, right next right behind right after that, Doug Benson. <laughs> AIDS Doug I, or I should have wrote I
1: finally got AIDS you got your wish
0: <laughs> um that's so funny uh he I mean he was we hung out and I ran into him a couple times I'd see him I saw him driving down the street one time and I waved but I'm very friendly and like if I if I feel like I know you I'm gonna say hi I will also say my name because I don't think anyone remembers my name but I've, I, I would not at any point not see Louie and be like what's up Louie how you doing man like I'm very uh, yeah,
1: we've talked about this before. I'm sure I I sure I have met you or saw you 20 times before. It really locked in and the time it locked in was when we when I was just looking for a parking spot out in front of Gold's Gym in Hollywood and you were uh dropping off a kid at daycare yeah. or something and you like had like your car door open and ran over to me at my car and said, Hey Bert Kreischer, how's it going? You hey know, Doug and- Bur- yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what I said.
0: Hey hey Doug Bert Kreischer, I just want to let you know man, I love fucking Super High Man. I think it's so genius that it was on G four. I go, they play that all the time and I watch it every time I come on. And literally you hadn't said a word and you were like okay. All right. And I was like, all right. And I was that like was,
1: well, that was from that point forward as you were not someone I was going to forget.
0: Um but yeah I saw Louie and I we were up on stage singing and I was like, Hey man and he's like, Hey how you doing I was like, Good that's probably the extent of our conversation, but I don't have like.
1: So you're sure you knew he knew you were a comic, uh, so that's probably why, that's probably why he put up with the shirtlessness as much yeah. as he did. Oh, he, he definitely were, knew, knew you were a fellow comic, not just some weird shirtless guy that he had to... You know, was no, standing no, no, too no, close no. to him.
0: I mean, I, if he doesn't know I'm a comic, that would probably hurt my feelings. But like, yeah, we we worked together for a weekend, and I ran into him a number of times after that, where I'd be like, "Hey, Louis, how you doing?" I remember asking him inappropriate questions, like, "Hey, what are you what are you working on?" And he's like, "Nothing." And I was like, "Why?" He's like. What do you mean why? I said, You should be doing a deal or something. You should make a show. And like that's my the way my Yeah, captain Positivity. Like and he was like, Yeah, maybe I should and I was like <laughs> Yeah And I was like, All right, I'll see you later <laughs> Like
1: Well Bill Burr was saying on uh Opie and Jimmy that he uh spent a lot of years like you know spending the whole year being in a development deal or a holding deal and trying to develop shows and he finally just said fuck it i don't want to that's not what i'm i just i'm not going to be a guy trying to get a show started i just don't want to do it and then he had a meeting somewhere uh at netflix and they said what would you like to do they they, it wasn't like you know uh we want to try to develop something and then maybe do it. They were just, like, saying, what do you want to do? Yeah. And he had this idea for an animated show. That's just for family. Uh-huh. And they said, sure. And then next thing he knew, you know, he was doing it, and he didn't have to go. So I, I, I'm excited by the the notion of that, just because between Louie and him and, you know, probably, probably Aziz probably got pretty much free reign to do what I he wanted Aziz's with his show. I heard amazing. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for Master of None.
0: I heard it's amazing.
1: I, I'm not watching it yet because... I can't I can't spend any time binge watching TV. I can barely afford to be here with you right now because I am doing a thing this year where I ch- I challenged myself to see 365 movies. Yeah, I knew that. How's that going? And, uh, well, I, clearly good. I, well, good good enough. I can get there, but it's going to it's going to take some, I shouldn't be talking to you right now. I should be watching a movie because I'm at uh I think I'm at like 328 or something like that. So I got to watch 30 some <laughs> movies in the next 8 or 9 days.
0: We should have had a movie playing on the background. should have, yeah, should have been Time, banging one out. Timeline. <laughs> no, I got to really watch
1: it. I can't just have <laughs> have it on while I'm podcasting with you. <laughs> but so that's what I'm going to do today is I'm going to try to see like if I if I see about 3 a day, it puts me pretty close to Have you seen frank. Creed?
0: Yeah. Is this as good as everyone says?
1: I didn't love it. I thought it was good mostly because I you know like I think the only thing that really stood out about it is Stallone as is really good as Rocky like he, 70. he really but he really knows how to in- inhabit that character still and he's still likable because you know I just I, your typical Stallone movie I don't find him to be a likable character anymore. Did he you know?
0: play the apple pick in Rocky like where he's like well, I don't know or did he play like a little it's more? Definitely, insightful Rocky? it's definitely
1: more like the just the age version of the Rocky from the first movie. You know, like okay. you, you can almost just watch Rocky and Creed and just not worry about everything that happens in between. Because in Creed, they talk all about how, you know, what happened with Apollo Creed dying and everything.
0: Do they bring up, do they bring up, uh, like, does he like have a scene where he talks about all the people he fought in all the movies? Like, yeah, Drago. Uh, no,
1: they don't get into that because they don't, It does. the movie doesn't really Clubber deal Lane, with the sillier aspects.
0: Tommy Gunn.
1: They ignore how silly it got.
0: Yeah, they I just
1: treat it like it's just straight from Rocky to to this. We
0: had a long talk me and a, a bunch of dads last night about um about uh human growth hormone and how you look at Sylvester Stallone at 70 and he looks fucking amazing. And you're like, "Yeah, what what's so what's the draw what's the downside of it?" Like, there's no downside, you just look great your entire fucking life. You think he looks great? He looks doesn't look 70.
1: Well, that's true.
0: He looks maybe <laughs> Fifty nine.
1: But he looks like something's been happening to his yeah, face. Yeah, well, yeah, he's seventy. He's also been punched a lot. Yeah.
0: Um. What the fuck was I just about to ask you?
1: Movies, movies. I got to see a lot of movies. Yeah. I'm Netflixing, I'm VODing, I'm going going to the theaters. I am mostly I'm, I'm knocking out have, a lot of Do you of have the, do you have any
0: interest in doing anything like Master of None or Louie? Do you have any do you have any interest well, that's in making the Goal. I mean, I've I've, but you you know, but I've you're, had you're, a few
1: things that I've tried to do that with varying degrees of success. I wanted to, I almost had a series on G4 that was like going to be like uh, you know, basically a documentary series about me doing stand up on the road and uh, interacting with fans and and travel and all that stuff. Like, you know, it was, it was at that time it was more of a rip off of Seinfeld than anything. The idea of doing some stand up,
0: yeah, sections throughout the would show. You, would there be scripted parts?
1: But then Louis came along, and I was like, "This is exactly what I wish I was doing." You know, like this is exactly yeah. what I would want to do as a show where, but not necessarily it'd be more like curb meets seinfeld like where it's me doing stand-up but then the all the situations are uh you know Im-
0: improvised
1: like there's no there's no script
0: so funny i don't see you as someone who doesn't immediately do something they have the thought of like i look at your stuff and i go well, that's
1: why i have so many different you know crazy things that i've projects that i've done because i you know I just got to a point where I could think of something and then if I just yeah. put my mind to it I could get it done. I you know I have some things that I wanted to get done that never happened and and like I said earlier I I've written some some scripts for you know I I think you know I think I could come up with and have come up with a few good series ideas but the, the you know the studios never bought them. So now I'm just sort of More into, like, that was the thing that working at the WB for all those years, like, is mostly a writer. I did some voiceovers for them, and like I said, I went and auditioned for Friends, and I still did stand-up during that time. But I sort of, like, lost the sight of, like, making making it all about me. So then once I left WB, then uh, I've been making all these documentaries and specials and DVDs and uh, CDs and stuff because it's all just, I just come up with something and then try to do it. Yeah. And it's, a, it's turned out to be a much better approach.
0: Do you have a manager? But now
1: I just want someone. I want Netflix or FX
0: or somebody to come to me and say, do what you want. Why don't? Why haven't they come to you yet? Well, because,
1: you know, for whatever reason, they don't have confidence that I could just do what I want, you know? You do
0: everything. You, everything you have, you just... You know just... what I mean?
1: Like, you, they really, really... Get, let Louie do whatever he wants, and then they're you know they're they're getting awards you know as compensation. Like the show is very popular with everybody, yeah. including the critics. Like I don't, I think I'm not necessarily critic proof. I think critics would you know be mixed on anything that I do.
0: Do you have a manager? Yeah. Is it Dave <laughs> Becky?
1: It doesn't matter who it is, and it's not Dave Becky. <laughs> <laughs> a... Why no. do we have to talk about that on the podcast? No, i was just wondering. I don't want to get that inside.
0: No, no baseball. No, but I wonder because I'm like. I always wondered, do you... It's Bernie Brillstein's ghost. Oh, okay. That it's makes my sense. my I had a dream I peed like Bernie Brilstein last night.
1: You peed?
0: Like Bernie Brilstein. Like Bernie Brillstein. Like Bernie, Brillstein. Bernie, Bernie Brillstein used to drop his pants to his ankles to pee. Oh, okay. And I had a dream I was peeing like Bernie Brilstein.
1: I thought it was like an expression, like you're peeing like a racehorse. No, I had a dream about roller coasters, <laughs> Like Bernie Brillstein would have a lot of piss in him. I had a
0: dream that there was a fucking thousand foot drop on a roller coaster, and I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, oh my god. And I was just doing it for fun. I was like, we need to cover this in the show. Um, yeah, you, I, you, I just wonder like, if you bounce. Dropping
1: on my roller coaster is my favorite place to be in life. Really? Every time I'm on one of those ones that has a really really super high first drop i love i that. could not be happier during that period of time it's yeah. it's very similar to the seconds before an orgasm but it's like if the orgasm if the whole or if, if it all felt that good the whole time yeah i just love it so much
0: i love it when you haven't done it in a while
1: yeah i guess that's pretty cool I just love the the wind in my face. I'm like a dog when it comes to cars and roller coasters. I just love having my head out the window and the wind blowing in my face. I saw the movie Sisters yesterday with Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah. And it's super funny. It's like a raunchy. You know, I mean, they don't, you don't ever see them really having sex or anything, but like lots of raunchy stuff is said and done in the movie. It's like a good R rated comedy. Yeah. But starring these two classy ladies who are both so funny and such good writers, like the, just the things they keep saying to each other are, are so hilarious. And at one point, Tina Fey is like the wilder one, and she stands up in the, uh, in the, uh, convertible it's not a convertible, but the window's open, the top. Yeah, is, sunroof. Uh, sunroof is open. And she stands up, and she's just, you know, I haven't done this since I was a teenager or whatever. And Amy Poehler's driving, and she goes, keep your mouth closed, it's cicada season. And it's just like, that's <laughs> one of like a hundred lines that I thought, wow, that's so quotable. And the, the the whole movie's like that, just just quotable lines. Really? But last night, I saw a movie... That blew my mind. That's going to be probably nominated for best foreign language film uh, for this upcoming Oscars. It's called *Son of Saul*.
0: I've heard of this, and it's
1: a uh, it's a story about a guy in a uh, prison camp, a Nazi concentration camp, who has to, you know, his job is like helping lead people into the uh, gas chamber and then pulling out the bodies and cleaning up the floor from all the you know all the f- horrible fluids that come out of all the dead bodies and he's you know he's um hungarian or or like you know he's not like so they don't they don't kill him they make him work and he figures out he he manages to find his own son's body and then the movie is about this guy who's in this you know horrible situation with all these uh, nazi off you know Uh, officers around who has to he has to try to he's trying to figure out a way to give his son a proper burial so he's sneaking around with this body so you've got like it's almost like if Schindler's List had like a a suspense component you know like there was a character like well this guy's trying to achieve something and if he gets caught they're gonna kill him as opposed to just a bunch of awful killings of all these people I mean, certainly Schindler was building up his list and trying to save people. But you know what I mean? Like, the listing for this movie, even though it's a very dramatic movie, it's, it says, uh, like on IMDb, it says, drama, horror, thriller. Like, I've never seen the word thriller associated with such an intense uh, Holocaust drama.
0: They Holy just shit. call that a drama normally it's a and obviously it's a good movie
1: it's like it's almost it's kind of it is kind of an adventure movie within this awful awful devastating and then it's super intimate the guy who's the lead character the camera it's not like it's a one extended shot like there's cuts you know and there's not like long takes necessarily, but the camera is always just on the front of or the back of or the side of the uh Protagonist, the guy who's trying to bury his kid, like the the camera just follows him around, and so like that's another thing is like a, an officer will see him and go, you go over there and do this, you know, and then he'll be he'll be he's trying to accomplish something, and then he has to do what they said, and he's got a hot like it's just like this cat and mouse game for the entire movie, fuck, and it's really well done, like it was I I couldn't believe it, and then I saw another movie this year uh, called Victoria. I saw it at a film festival, and that's a movie where they, kind of like Birdman, they try to make it look like it's all one shot. Yeah. But unlike Birdman, it really is, except for a little, couple little tweaks. The entire story, which takes place in many settings with lots of actors and extras and the whole deal, the whole story takes place with one camera just following all the action around for the entire movie. Really? And it's called Victoria. And it's not the greatest movie, but just the fact that they pull it off. You're just sitting there the whole time going... I can't believe these they had to just rehearse this whole they had to rehearse the whole movie a bunch of times. And it includes like chase scenes, like p- scenes in cars. It's insane.
0: That's maybe I'll try doing that with my vlog. Um
1: my thing just went off because
0: it's um my parking's Okay. Done outside? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a good podcast. <laughs> I could you know what I got to tell you this when you came up when you were on your way like over? how often do they
1: check the cars out front?
0: I don't know. I, I'm, I'm shocked that you put a... I never would ever put an alarm on my thing. Like, parking's up. Time to go get my car. Yeah, but
1: that's how you get tickets. That's how people get tickets. And then they get mad because, like, it's such a defensive reaction to getting a ticket. Like, yeah. like I just heard some some people on the radio the other day just talking about how much they hate people that give out the tickets and what a disgusting job. And it's just like, yeah, but there's a sign right there that says, this is how long you can be here. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, you're getting you're getting fined because you fucked up. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's a really undeserved ticket. Like somebody misinterpreted something yeah. and gave you a ticket. And then that's why you should be able to go in and fight it and talk to a, a judge. Yeah. But. You know, parking meter violations, the meters up, man. You didn't put you know, you forgot to put money in the meter.
0: The uh today before you came over. I was cleaning up the man cave and I said to Leanne, I go, she goes, who are you doing a podcast with? I said, Doug Benson. She goes, oh, I bet it's nice for him to do other people's podcasts because he, doesn't he always have people do his podcast? I go, yeah. I go, yeah, but his podcasts are huge. She goes, yeah, but it must be nice to, to kind of kick back and not have to do the podcast to get to be a guest. And I went, yeah. And then I and then I realized your text was like, hey, I'm around if you want to do a podcast. Dude, I'd have you on my podcast any fucking time. I love talking to you. You're one of the few people that went like when when I have on a podcast, I don't feel like there needs to be an agenda. I don't feel like I have to I figure the conversation's going to come naturally.
1: We can just talk. Yeah. Well, we can just we talk. Both we both have a lot of things we're interested in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, I mean, it's funny that's part of it is that it's almost like I just was saying to you, "Hey, I want to hang out." Yeah. And I just know that we're, you know, killing a couple of birds <laughs> uh by uh, you know, Having a what a kind of conversation we might have anyway? Yeah, uh, it'd but, be more gossip. What with the podcast? Yeah, maybe. But I've 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 named names today. I haven't uh, skirted that uh, those issues. But but to s- in summary, I think all these people that have kind of rocketed to fame around me have have remained very nice. No one's been an asshole to me. Yeah. No one's like turned on me. Uh, not that I think they'd have any reason to, but but there's definitely like there's just different levels of, you know, like you mentioned Zach Alphinakis, like he's he gets back to me within a few days uh, when I ask him things, you know, and he he's nice about it. Because also you just don't know if somebody's just like some people are just bad at, you know, especially now that he's got a kid, just bad Zach's at texting and emails and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's really? got a kid now, and um, he quit drinking, right? Yeah. No, he looks great. Like, he's, like, skinny. Like, he's, like, really... But I teased him, though, the last time he was on one of my shows. I said, because uh, he was in Birdman, the Alejandro Iñárritu movie. Yeah. And then his new movie, The Revenant, is just a bunch of dudes in the snow, you know, being attacked by Indians. And they all have uh, big, bushy beards. And I was, like... uh d- did he love working with you so much he's like my next movie everyone's gonna look like zach <laughs> and he just glared at me he didn't think that was funny <laughs> it was a com- it was a comedy glare he gave me a comedy glare
0: but um yeah zach someone like i would say i know better than louis but like if i saw zach and he didn't remember me and he doesn't he doesn't not that it would matter but it would definitely hurt my feelings i'd be like oh i hung out with you a bunch oh that, but it's not it's it would be no one's fault i'm sure if you get famous you run into tons of fucking people and you feel yeah, like everyone yeah, wants something but from hanging you.
1: out's pretty different you know like if you really spend some time you know or at the very least if you go hey it's me remember we were at that place oh yeah i remember i mean i get people all the time like especially at you know fans at my shows like afterwards like remember when we got high and you said this and i'm like sounds like something i'd do <laughs> you know yeah I just try to be nice to everybody, but I don't think remembering, while people like to be remembered, I know I do, it's also, it, it, it shouldn't be my job one. My job one should just be friendly to them, whether I've met them before or not. Yeah. And having to take the memory test, you know, like when people say, you know, how come you don't remember oh, me? Oh, I would never say I'm that. And I would like, never say, do you remember my name? Oh, I just my God. Don't, for whatever reason. What
0: fucking world do you live on where you go, do you remember my name? What's my name? Oh fuck yeah. you! Yeah,
1: they're very confrontational about it, like because it's almost like they they just want you to get it wrong at that point, point. and if you get it right, then they just make a face uh. like, oh, you got you got lucky, you know. Like it's just like why? If I don't think somebody remembers me, you know, unless it's I need to make contact with them for some reason. Like if it's like an actor that I wanted to be on my podcast, I'd I'd remind him who I am. But I don't even do that. Like I don't. I don't really approach famous strangers. I, I've never gone up to a famous stranger to do my podcast. I've had famous strangers recognize me, and then I say, "Hey, would you be interested in talking movies, or eating some food, or getting high, or or all of them?" Yeah. And then they get to pick which ones they want to do, and then we go <laughs> from food, we go from high, there,
0: watching movies.
1: You've done the food show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. you and Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dining with Doug and Karen. We're gonna do it. Finally, gonna do a new episode of that on. Uh, on uh january 2nd and when does so when are people going to hear this that we're doing right now
0: i don't know we'll release it this week this week yeah, why not
1: why don't you just release it right away do you got something you got to do right after
0: no i put i put up a podcast yesterday
1: gotta let people
0: yeah. sink into that one a little I can bit release it today
1: i'm telling know. you there's people that have heard that one already and are ready for the next one I'll post, but it then today. there's also people that'll get behind yeah, you know, and there's people that like uh, the holidays is a big time of year for like just get everything out by Christmas because between Christmas and New Year's the aforementioned taint. Yeah, um, a lot of people have nothing better to do than listen to podcasts and catch up on the podcast they. I'll like.
0: release this today. I think Joey's gonna. Jo- I I thought Joey might come over to this afternoon with us. Yeah,
1: that could be tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Joey's. Yeah, Joey wants to oh, come wait, over and did, podcast. Did,
1: did Joey not participate today? Just because this is too early?
0: No, no, no. I we. He always texts me or calls me and is like, "Dog, when are we? When are we podcasting?" He was like, "He just <laughs> likes coming over, getting out of the house, hanging out in the man cave and shooting the shit." Yeah, and uh, and uh, and I did his podcast last week. He wanted to talk about some stuff, and I thought he, I've, in a weird way, I thought he'd just come over today, but uh, but he's, I, I don't know, he's probably got something going on. He's busy as fuck. He's
1: busy. I got to do his show, but I I I'm, I've been reticent because I get so high on his show, his- and then. Then I'd be in the valley. Like I'd have to, I'd have to get all the way back home. (laughs) Yeah, really wrecked high. You know, I guess I should Uber to that. He
0: ate a thousand milligrams of marijuana. I was like, Joey, that's a lot. Yeah,
1: no, he's he can handle it all. He's (laughs) really good. He's
0: really intense. So, uh, real quick, say your tour. Where you're going to be. Irvine, San Diego, Irvine.
1: San Diego starts San Diego the 27th. It's Douglas Movies and then a stand-up show. And then Monday night, stand-up in Irvine. Tuesday night, stand-up at the Punchline in Sacramento. Uh, Wednesday night is uh, Douglas Movies at the Punchline in Sacramento. And then Thursday afternoon, San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club. Four o'clock start time. So people can come into the city See a Doug Loves movies taping with awesome guests that are all doing stand up later that night at all the New Year's Eve shows, but then they could be driving out of the city or back at their home in the city like by six, seven o'clock. You know, so like people like with little little kids and stuff, or just anybody that doesn't want to get stuck in the because if you stay till midnight in San Francisco and you live outside of the city, you're fucked you you got to sit in horrible traffic to just get out of the city and go home. Oh nice. So uh this is just a way to get come in do it early or if you do have a party or something going on that night in San Francisco, come by, come into the town early. Those are get fun. Get situated, park, come see my show, get you know, we'll smoke some weed out on Columbus uh Ave after the show and then you can go about the rest of your night. But I'm just so excited because this will be the first time where my job isn't to be around at midnight and be working. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll be done for the night.
0: I took New Year's off this year because I was like, I want to do it with the girls. They're still young enough. Where yeah, I can, that's fun. I can, like, mm-hmm. hang out. And it's, I mean, it's not like everyone goes, well, it's good money. It's good money, but it's not like, it's not like, I'm not getting 50 grand, so I'm not, what like, what's, I don't know. The
1: dogs need comfort because there's a lot of stupid gunfire and shit at midnight.
0: Yeah. What uh yeah those those San Francisco shows you do are fucking awesome and it is an understatement how many people smoke weed on the street with you after that that was one of the most Matt Fultron and I were talking about it the other day and we were like it was unbelievable it's
1: nuts they don't care this and uh, no I've never it, had a cop come by and say hey knock it off like you think they'd at least just say move along you yeah know? but it's just a busy vibrant city and there's too much going on to worry about a crowd of seventy people standing in front of the club smoking <laughs> weed. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, thank you, Bert. Thank Always you, Doug. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And
1: you're going to be back on Douglas' movies real soon.
0: Yeah. Who yeah. who am I going to be with? You don't. That's right. You don't tell.
1: I don't like to say, but there's a a new show coming on, um, called uh, I, I think it's on TBS. I want to say it's called Angie Tribeca, and it stars Rashida Jones and uh, a couple other funny people. And then there's an actress who's a regular on it. Her name's Andrea Virulin, I think, and. uh I'm not that familiar with her, but publicists reached out and they said that she's on that show. And I love Rashida Jones. I love Rashida. I Jones. said I was like, tell her to bring Rashida Jones. But even if she doesn't bring Rashida Jones, she's gonna uh, come on the show. Didn't
0: she date Tupac, Rashida Jones, or is that Quincy Jones's I don't other know. daughter?
1: I mean, yeah, I, Rashida Jones is. Uh, she's dated some people, I think. Yeah, but. Um, Anyway, that actress is probably going to be on the same one with you. Nice. We can. I, I don't normally say who the guests are going to be, but let's leak it to your fans in, in the Los Angeles area yeah. that you're going to be on Saturday afternoon on January 2nd. At, uh, at 420 Meltdown. at Meltdown, yeah. I,
0: I love that place. I, w- I wish I could do stand-up the there. The shows I'm over
1: there, in. the afternoon shows we do, and sometimes at night, too. It's super fun because it's like even if it's packed, it's a pretty intimate setting. Those guys and are cool as
0: shit. They got my daughter into... The Runaways, uh, magazine, comic book. Oh, right. Yeah, on. and like I just go in and I go, uh, we do the show, and then I go hang out with the guys there. I'm not a comic book guy because I'm dyslexic, but uh, I go, hey, my daughter's into comic books. What comic guy I goes Runaways? I said, what volume? He goes, uh, start with volume or what? Which one? And he goes, start with volume one. I go, that's a lot. And he's like, no, nah, she'll get into it. Trust me. And then he goes, oh, the best. Oh, this was when I insulted him. He goes, uh, I go, I'm looking for a comic book like Runaways, and he was like, are you gonna read it? And I was like, come on, man. And he was like, uh, I read Plenty all of them. Plenty of adult dudes read yeah. that shit. He was like, I read all of them. And I was like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so we'll see you guys then. Bye. Thank you, Doug. This episode was brought to
2: you by The Machine.